welcome everybody around the broken campfire. I'm your host Andy. I'm joined by our regulars John, Flash, Greg, Vito. How you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty doing? good. Ready for this well, Resident Evil 8 podcast, man. I'm psyched. Well. I got my notes and, uh, here. Um, excited to talk. What? We'll talk about the story of Resident Evil first, and then we'll move to nope, gameplay. We're not going to do that at all. Uh, we're going to do a Resident Evil podcast down the line. Uh, Are you serious? First this off, isn't it? before we get into that, no, let me, uh, Vito, introduce, our pod, <laughs> introduce our friend of the pod. We introduce our friend of the pod, Charlie. Hey, what's up? We're talking about Invincible uh, Season Two, right? I liked your bit, Vito. Thanks, John. I also liked your bit, Charles. That's, that's not you. out of Charlie. Uh, but no, that's, Vito, wow. to, to answer your question that I'm sure the listeners are wondering about right now, Bezos uh, one really most, most everybody here, ha- except me, has played all the way through Resident Evil 8, and we we're going to record a discussion podcast on that coming up soon. Uh, so look for that. Uh, that's why you'll find Resident Evil 8 absent here. But uh, I think you guys got a lot to say about it from what I've been seeing on the chat, so... I'm, I'm busting. I'm busting, Andy. He's right, busting. I'm getting ready to bust. I'm kind of like uh, warping. And hey, busting. If, uh, you want to get in touch with us? Give us your feedback on Resident Evil or episodes you want us to do. Brokencampfire@gmail.com. Feels good to get that out of the top. You know, you want to get that out quick. I think. Yeah, you yeah. want to hold it in. Charlie, hey, what's welcome up? to the pod. Thanks for joining Thank us tonight, for as long as you're able. But yeah. uh, what have you been doing recently? Game, show, movie-wise, anything uh, of note you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess game-wise, uh, a lot of the same stuff. Counter-Strike, been playing that a lot recently. Uh, That's kind of, yeah, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected you to hop into that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just like a... Yeah, we used to play it back in the day. We played a little... I played a yeah. little bit with you. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's just... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you about Counter-Strike's game. Yeah, like like you said, we all used to play. I haven't played it in a very long time. But I do Tell see I do see um, them, like, releasing, like, seasons and things that look... You know, this is an old game. And I, I see them, like, trying to keep up with the times and releasing, like, these flashy... I don't know what they are. DLCs, Like packs. Battle Pass. Battle yeah, passes, what's going yeah. on? Do you know anything that's... Go- like, what's... Can you summarize what's been going on with Counter Strike as far as um, these little releases in the last couple of years? Or sure, I mean the level where there's now uh, ice that breaks when you stand on it for too long. It's actually uh, they they added building like in Fortnite, so that's all the maps are. No, but it's 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 basically like a battle pass where you complete objectives and you get you can unlock skins and shit. You know, I I didn't buy it, but. <clears throat> Uh, I guess they introduced a bunch of new uh, like player models that you can use if you buy the pass. But I'm, okay. you know, I don't care. I'm so not going to do that. It's all cosmetic stuff. Yeah, it's all cosmetic. I think They're they may have introduced maps some, some new maps or? too. What's okay. up? That's what I was going to ask. Maps, maybe yeah. like DDoS four, possibly. Uh, not as far as I'm Should aware. Count on it. Okay. Don't count on it. No, and I just play like casual. I I, I think at this point maybe since I've played it enough recently that I might start just doing competitive because I have at least a bit of map awareness. But no, I just play for fun. I, I have a good time with it. Just playing by myself. It's, it's, it's cool. So cool. that, yeah. So and uh, I actually, you know, I can't, I didn't know you guys were doing a pod today. I was like, oh, let's, let's get some Counter-Strike in. But, you know, it is what it is. So 
Yeah. Maybe afterwards. Maybe afterwards, yeah. Playing that, uh, I bought um, Death Stranding because it was on sale. Um, I haven't played too much of that, maybe like, f- like six or seven hours, but I did enjoy what I have played of it recently, and uh, I want to go back to that as well. And uh, the other two games, the new Binding of Isaac DLC and uh, SMT4. That's that's about it. That's my that's my uh, what my part, game library what, right now. What, Charlie, what platform are you doing SMT4 on? Uh, 3ds. I have a uh, like a custom firmware 3ds that I have that on. I have a few uh, Game Boy Advance games on. Basically, uh, okay. just JRPG. Okay. It's a JRPG cool. machine, so. How's uh, it run? Runs well? I yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's something you have to do to get DS games to work. And I, I just haven't gone there yet because I'm, <laughs> I'm still like working through SMT, which is a SMT4 yeah, yeah. is a fucking long game. But yeah, I just, you know, it's a it's a good JRPG machine. So. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's it. Charlie, I just want you to know. That these bastards listened to a whole spiel of mine on a previous episode about Death Stranding, where I was very fair and balanced in my sort of review and analysis of the game, and they came away with the opinion, oh, game sucks, never play. Oh, no. No, I think it's... I think it's... sell me. I think I was kind of hamming it up, but... uh, I I was going to comment... I can feel the mood turning around on that game in general. Like people are talking way more positively about it now than they ever were at once. I mean, I think it's so much more relevant now than it was just a year ago. You know, it's about it's you're a delivery man, delivering genius Kojumbo. Yeah, he did. Future. He does it again, man. He does it again. Um, again, I haven't played much of it, but I am enjoying it, and I have not seen much of the enemies. But I have to say, like, I'm like. Uh, kind of spooked just by my yeah. few encounters with them that honestly it has stopped me from playing the game because I'm like I don't I don't know oh. if I want to play this and stress myself out over it but uh, oh, that's wow. funny sure I think going into it knowing what the game is too uh, there is a sense of like you know you 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 know what to expect so um, yeah maybe I'll have more to say about it later but uh, like later once I play more of it but. Right now, initial reaction definitely worth thirty bucks, and uh, I, I can't wait to play more of it. So sick, yep. If you dare, if I dare, didn't that game get updated recently? Where they added like a bunch of cyberpunk stuff to it? I think there is some cyberpunk stuff in it. I think that's in conjunction with isn't Kojima in cyberpunk? Like he's a NPC or something. <laughs> Uh, right, but I haven't seen any of that yet. I did see Jeff okay, Keighley though. Cool. He's early on in the game. He's like a yeah. Uh, he's a fanboy. That that was funny. Yep. I didn't expect. I saw that. I saw that when I was watching somebody streaming. Somebody here. I mean, I can't remember. Might have been Danny actually. It is amazing. Uh, Fucking who else is in it? Uh, Guillermo is in it. Yeah. I think right. Who? Conan Who else? O'Brien. Isn't Conan O'Brien's in it? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Conan shows up. <laughs> oh wow! I was just thinking directors. You got uh, Guillermo del Toro <laughs> and Nicholas Winding Refn. He's also in it too. Yeah, he is. Um, well, I mean, the the likenesses of certain characters are based off of those people. Yeah, yeah. I like that, like, and oh. the faces look great, man. Like the faces yeah, look really good. And usually, I don't like the celebrity faces in video games. 
Uh, but I've been actually really impressed at how well animated they are. Yeah, Mads is great. I love Mads. I'm a sucker for great facial animations. Check it out, man. I mean, I think it's all worth right, their... Cool. I mean, it was on sale. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's all I got on that. Flask. Hi. What have you been up to in the last couple weeks? Oh, ho, ho. You can all thank Vito and Andy for the extra long Flask roundtable you're about to be subjected to. <laughs> Man, hey, I've been waiting well, I to figure out what the me. hell... Yeah. Hollow Doc, get me out of here, please. You're waiting for me to come back to talk about something. I, yeah, I listened to the podcast while I was in. Uh, oh, Arizona. I made a guess at what it was. What was it that I made? You guessed um, Last of Us Two, and I'm also going to guess. The same oh thing. yeah, yeah. I think that sure. was a good mm-hmm. guess. So, okay. Flash, what do you think about the Last of Us Two? Yeah. Well, first, I just want to mention a couple things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been doing a bunch of stuff, but like a couple things I'll mention: just two space movies that I watched recently. One was a, uh, a recent release on Netflix called Stowaway. Um, okay. If you go to watch it, you may just be kind of lured in by the the promise of the beginning. Because it starts off and it's not bad. But trust me when I say it, it just gets worse and worse. Uh, more illogical as it goes along. And it's ultimately very disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, it's like, it's always a toss up those Netflix movies, especially about space. It's like, most of them aren't very good. Um, this is the second directorial effort by that uh, the guy who was Mystery Guitar Man on YouTube. Joe Penna. Uh, Joe Penna, yeah. His first movie, Arctic, with Maz Mikkelsen, was actually pretty good. This one, not so much. Um, too bad. But then the other space movie I watched was called Space Truckers from 94. Five or six, something like that. Uh, a great dumb movie. This had Always somehow good. completely escaped my knowledge to date. And uh, yeah, from 96. It's like a, a strange combination of surprising effort and also goofiness. And a lot of people say it's just plain bad, but it's really not. Uh, it's on like a different scale <laughs> than the, it's one that's reserved for like the bizarre, uh, Ron Cobb, the famous art designer for so much well-known sci-fi from the eighties and nineties did the designs for this movie, this movie called space truckers. <laughs> uh, and you know, what's not to love. It's just goofy fun. I've never heard of it before somehow. Go check it out if you can. How did you find this? <laughs> just seriously, just like stumble across a, a, something about it and decided to check it out. Because I, I love finding stuff, you know, just gems in the rough that I'd never heard of. And somehow this always escaped me. Yeah, Ron Cobb's worked on Star Wars, uh, Back to the Future, Total Recall, amongst other things. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Alien, uh, yeah. Alien. Um, yeah, this <laughs> sounds right up my alley, man. Uh, starring uh, Dennis Hopper I, 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 and um, I Steven found a Dorf. clip of it. If anybody wants to check it out, post in chat. Um. So yeah, and then uh, I'll get into my main topic, which uh, 
the 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 choir of angels is descending to sing the praises for uh for Andy. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Impossible. Uh, they must I, be false. I accept. I'm not sure why, but I accept. Yes. Oh, it's because you guessed fair. the right game. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Are the are the choir the of angels also two. singing the praises of Last of Us Two? Oh, we'll see. Uh-oh. About no. Uh oh. Oh, he's gonna stretch <laughs> this one out. Um. <laughs> I can hear. So, yeah. a, he won't do a thumb test, but I can hear two thumbs down when I. <laughs> When I, when I hear it, you know. I don't know. I mean, just no, Flask is a nuance. It has to be good. I'm a nuance. I can't see Flask giving a, a game like this of of this. No, Vito, you just gave uh, yourself away early. I can't. I just can't see him giving it just a flat two thumbs down. I know he's mm. a pre, he would appreciate things about it. He appreciates nuance and things like what that. What did Vito say about five minutes ago? Playback. I'm a sucker for facial animation. I like facial animation. <laughs> I think you were just the surface sucked in. level. Oh no! You were just sucked in by the realism yeah. and the, the pain on their face. I just like nice faces. Please, all. Sweat on please, please. What, whatever you have to say about this game, contextualize it around the animation, please. The, the facial okay. animation. And if you can't well, express it in two thumbs or less. Spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two until forty-one twenty-one. The facial animation. Uh, led me to this may be a controversial statement but after playing this long video game with many uh pained facial animations i'm starting to think that violence and revenge is good may Oops. just be for the boys <laughs> oh these things wait, hang aren't depicted second. positively at all you're telling me that vengeance is bad Vengeance is bad, apparently. Bad? <clears throat> oh, no. Yeah. In all forms. Yeah, but well, okay. you're not going to let... It's a strictly black but, and white thing, right? All right. You're not so going to let someone flat, get away with so it, flat, right? Sure, you, you, you were able to tell us that in about 10 seconds. Surely the game's mm. not that long, right? It's a little yeah. longer. <laughs> you got it. Oh. All so right, this is this is re- this is reductive. Flash, tell us, <laughs> tell us what you actually think about the game. <laughs> All right, I wanted to get the reductiveness out of the way. You're right. Uh, I'm going to mention things in some random order here. Uh, I had forgotten the content of our discussion from episode 20, uh, which is where Vito when it launched into the game. Um, right. I agree with Vito on mostly everything he said then. Uh, this, this was when this was part one of Vito, where yeah, this was er, he the did first not like the game as much. Oh, uh, I did. I did not say good things about it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. You were very fair. You were actually quite insightful. You should go back oh, okay. and listen to what you said. I, usually I, I think yeah. you, I think we're remembering think you I, as more negative than you actually were. You okay. were quite well, yeah, positive. I mean, as to, well. be, to be fair, you were you 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 were mostly criticizing the game, but you were couching all the criticisms with. I think this is a really good game, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I feel so like you, later, were, not, you were insightful. Other things disappeared. So what? What things did you agree with, or, or, or you don't have to compare to me? But what did? What did you think? Break it down. 
Um, I, I should also say Greg was uh, mostly just contributing like individual positives, but I like some of the things she said. Listen, I'm just he I'm just here I'm just here to support Vito. Vito is the main. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Vito is the main character. That's that's yeah. That's how it went. And, and, and sorry, before we episode. go too far, Charlie, I realize I don't know your history with that game. Have you have you played? Oh yeah. Too? I I don't care about spoilers, um, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I I read a little bit about it, so. And I heard you guys you talking about it, it okay. so... No, I haven't played okay. it yet, so... Okay, okay. Um, and John, you own the game, but you have not yet played it. You hate Dude, I literally game. own the he game? He hate-bought it. He hate-bought it. What? And I said I was going to... Well, no, no, no. So I, it I was, hate-bought it. Was after it. He I literally bought it. bought it as I was shitting on it to Vito. <laughs> but then we all agreed that I can't play it right away because I'm just going to hate on it. We were like, all right, we'll give it a week. I and told you to cool down. I moved my PS4 and other in the things other room. Came out. I literally have not played it in months. Uh, I, it's like, not even in this same room anymore. It's usually right in front of me. But I John, I, John, I, I understand completely. That's fine. That might as well be another house. Might as well be like another yeah, really. house, another country. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm moving at the end of the month, so I'll be forced to look at it. Okay. Just gander at, at it and cover. Smash, smash your PlayStation yeah. on the ground. Flask, stop teasing me. Although... I stand by my stance that it did not need to be made. First game, I did fine, didn't need more. I would also agree. I think we all pretty I, much I, agree I that liked more we would have been fine without the same characters appearing in a sequel, at least. Right. That it could have been like all an right, anthology now, thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now that we've appropriately laid the ground, class. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where the answer lies somewhere in the middle for me. You know, I, I liked a lot uh, of the components. Okay. Of the, the yeah, surprisingly. Uh, I liked a lot of centrist. components of the game, disliked others. Uh, I thought there were elements that were well executed and uh, nonetheless rode me the wrong way. Um, okay. I, I still take man. issue with the problem that I mentioned in episode 20, which is I don't really connect when games try to make me feel bad about things that I'm forced to do yes. or happen in cutscenes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Me and uh, you so there's that to contend with. Yes. For sure. Um, but positive first, uh, it's a very robust and impressive game production. Uh, so, like, every aspect that took craftsmanship is excellent. The a lot of blood, play, sweat, and tears went into that game. Yeah, yeah. Gameplay, environments, models, sound, performances, uh, they're all top of the line. AAA stuff. Even the storytelling is characteristically well realized um i i might have to buy this game on sale i i played it through gamefly i might have to buy this game on sale someday because i could see myself just messing around with the frankly amazing number of gameplay modifiers they have available mm-hmm. gamefly so many options. still exists that's yeah that was that was my biggest that's, thing. i can't believe a, gamefly exists yeah, so. that was that's the most crazy surprising thing i've thing. heard yeah, yeah. And, and, and flash you've had a gamefly subscription for like over a decade, I feel like. Yeah, we talked about it a couple times, but yeah, I I, yeah. I resub to gameplay every now and then, so I just I get what a couple games. F- a month yeah, sorry, not myself. not constantly, not constantly. Like Fifteen bucks. I used to have gameplay, dude. I used uh, I very out what faction gorilla from. Oh, nice. It's a it's, it's a good deal for my kind of play, you know, because I don't need to own every game I play, right? Yeah, um, uh, I I had gameplay for a few months um, when I was on the three sixty. It is a good deal, or it was then. Yeah. yeah. Um, recently it's gotten kind of shitty with the mail, uh, being worse nowadays, but... Oh, of course, eh. yeah. Um, 
I'll, I'll try not to retread the negatives that you might have heard a lot already. Um, I mean, you can you can go look at all kinds of shit. Yeah, you know, the, the general and, stuff like the the game is too long. Like the uh, um, yeah, I think people yeah. say it's somewhat overwrought. Maybe, but you weren't shook by something like um, Jesus Christ. Uh, fuck, what's his name? The main character dying. Mm. Abby <laughs> Joel <laughs> Joel <laughs> Joel. Sorry, hey, as I could have forgotten anything like that. Um. Well, you weren't shook by something like that, right? That's like... I, well, first of all, I already knew all the spoilers, unfortunately. Right, right, right. You know, even back... Because the internet exists? Before, because the internet exists. <laughs> um, but e- even with that, no, I thought the scene was effective. Like, the, again, the storytelling was good. Like, yeah, I guess, the I guess way my point they portrayed is that everything. I thought that some people just thought that that happening in and of itself made well, the plot bad, bad. No, and i don't no. and that's not true uh, in my no. opinion okay that's fine that's i agree curious. with that uh i mean i agree with you um i would actually recommend that anybody who like wants a sort of like precursor to what i'm saying is just go listen to episode 20 again like if you haven't or if you haven't in a while because Vito is very yeah he covers a lot of good stuff um but uh one thing for me is that it has one of the same problems that the first game had. Um, this is not a problem that is nearly limited to just these games. It has a... F- <laughs> so this is a thing that always bugs me. It has a fair amount of like cutscene incompetence, as, as TV Tropes would put it, um, which is my most oh, reviled form of gameplay and story disparity. Uh, basically, during You're gameplay, I'm a, I'm a grim reaper... Uh, right. I'm never seen or heard, and uh, I'm leaving no one alive to speak of my existence. Uh, you know, even the rare encounter that goes wrong is like a matter of spending one or two ammos. But here comes a cutscene, and suddenly the character gets knocked around and captured by like a stiff breeze, and it's extremely jarring, uh, and it takes me out of the experience because it makes the other parts feel fake or. Mm. Which makes the whole experience feel starkly Worse. like a put on for my benefit, which which it is, <laughs> uh, to be fair. But it's like I'm playing the fun ghost operator game, just waiting for my company mandated utter dumbass scene at the end. Uh, it it the the separation is is a problem still. Um. There are a number of plot contrivances that transpire for dramatic purposes. Um, they're, they're like predicated on irrational behavior from characters. And some of it can genuinely be attributed to emotional turmoil. But it's annoying as a player of the story. Uh, like, like how characters will just walk into potentially dangerous cutscene rooms completely unalert. Well, how about the scene where Joel, the where Joel dies, where, where he's with, um, he's with his brother. Is that Tommy, kind of an yeah. example of that where they kind of, yeah. it just seemed uncharacteristic that they would just walk into this room of strangers. Yeah. They're just like, um, yo, Hey, you can explain that away almost by like, Oh, they've been, uh, meeting up with more parties lately over the last couple of years. They'd be getting more comfortable with just, um, trading and like, uh, right, Joel. They're getting having, old. Having Joel's getting old. Maybe he's not he's as sharp old. around the uh, yeah, yeah, on the edges. 
So that can almost be explained away. What can less be explained away is how Ellie is hearing his screams from the basement, and she just walks into a room, a blind room with like no right. alertness whatsoever, gets bomb, and then gets immediately captured. The yeah. yeah, um, it's just like that. That's an example, but there's a lot of stuff like that that happens. It's just like a contrivance for the story to progress. Um, Let me ask you guys something. What makes what? that scene any more tragic? than any other random scene in the game where you're just plowing through, like, say, a group of four or five guys. <laughs> right, gotta call Especially it. when they're calling out <laughs> each other's names. Yeah, like, they're still, you're, they're still killing people in this world. You're still killing people who knew each other, who, who well, could have been brothers, could have been family. I get it, but it's like, it. but for and me, it, it, it makes that scene with Joel seem so much less impactful because I've literally been doing that to people forever and not feel bad about it <laughs> in the I, slightest that's a very fair take and i think a lot of people came away with that but the game is trying to uh put it on you that that it is not very different that's kind of like the whole plot of the game actually i mean i get yeah i get it. you're you know revenge bad you know you're doing this led to joel dying and then you, you know you're going after him just gonna lead to more bad stuff but i just like yeah like flash said it's just such a it's the gta syndrome you know it's like it's like nico you know i want to be good but i'm going to run around and blow up 50 cars it's like and i'm obviously it's not well actually you could argue it's that bad i, I think mean, it's i think it's tough cars, trying to slaughtering separation families. between gameplay and story i think yeah. it's tough expressing ideas this mature in a video game because ultimately we're playing them because we want to shoot people and and and, ha and <laughs> satisfy that part of our brain so if you're you're you know the plot is about cycles of violence and how um you know revenge whatever is, is bad etc um that's hard to do what if, when what if the they gave you a gameplay people. option to not kill anybody is that is that an option in the game i think no. well no uh, and that would be not? boring why would that be boring you've never oh, you played mean, a oh, you, game before oh okay i don't know for some reason in my head i was just imagine you just like walking through just walking by him <laughs> <see you> later. <laughs> i'm just saying like it's you know if it's a game about like you know these consequences of violence it doesn't even give you the option to be non-violent yeah there was i would always appreciate a game doing that like giving me an option at least i agree that's yeah. why well, the, the first, you know well not first but the the deus ex reboot was so stupid who's like you can play as stealthy as you want until you get to that boss fight you better fuck yeah. him up you better murder him <laughs> Kill him. Yeah. i was like okay great uh, like, every, everything you're saying is on the money and and like flask was saying with the uh uh the game wants you to feel that violence is bad, yet it doesn't really give you a freaking choice because it's a game. You know, th there was that cutscene where you're playing as Ellie and uh, you have like a like a pipe and pipe that and it oh yeah, you can't do it about to, It makes you kill Nora, and I I also you guys both said that you tried to not press any put buttons. The I down, also yeah. put the controller down. Tried not to press anything. It just she just grimaces for eternity if you don't press. Yeah, she, you just that's the yeah because it wants you to uh, what do you call it? Hit her part. and then yeah, yeah to beat uh, the shit out thing. of her. At the end, why why does the game make my decision? Why can't I decide whether I crush Abby's stupid face in? <laughs> that should be me, right? That should be my decision after this. What I decide on whether revenge is is bad enough or not. Not oh, the game's gonna tell me. It's like fuck that. What that. Eat shit. They're just set up for another game for another fucking more money. I can't believe the do game ends with a Metal Gear fight in the ocean. <laughs> Alright, well, I do. You guys are like that? Show, uh, Mr. Might be my favorite I just think it's really funny. But, by that, by yeah. that, Flash, I want to. I want you to go back and kind of break down again. But by by that scene in the game, by that 
uh, Metal Gear fight in the ocean. I yeah. was so drained. I don't know. Maybe you might even be able to say that's their intention, but I was just so fucking drained and over it by that scene. And I, I couldn't have cared either way who died. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody just died already. I mean, Someone's I think at this point, uh, like now, like, you know, it's been a while since we played this game. Or not for you, Flash. But that entire part, like, with Abby or wherever the fuck they're at, I don't think at that part we... That part could have been excluded from the game, man. Or yeah, I don't I, know. I feel I don't like know. That, I mean, I, I think it's a really powerful... I, think, I just think it was dumb, personally. Because... It goes from Ellie getting her fucking shit punched in by Abby, and then Abby's like, get the fuck out of here, and leaves. And then, uh, what is it, you, it, it comes to Ellie on the farm with, uh, what's her name? Um, Dana. And then fucking Tommy shows up and he's like, hey, I found him, I, we're gonna get revenge. And she's like, Dina. yeah, okay, whatever, I'll do that. And they go over there. And, uh, she finds her, and then she gets the shit beat out of her some more, and then they just, they, sh- they just go home. Only you guys, necessary. You guys ever watch Mr. B-Tongue, the YouTuber? Why yeah. does it, that sounds familiar. He used to, yeah. he hasn't made a video in a long time, but he made the, a two-parter video about just, like, the violence in video games. And, you know, there's no problem with it, but when you are trying to do these more nuanced storytelling elements, but still... Produce a game at a triple A level with the way, uh, you know, uh, not only uh, studios expect, but uh, uh, gamers who expect a triple A experience. It's kind of hard to, you know, do that narrative where you're trying to tell an important story in that way. I mean, it's more definitely like in more indie games. That's what I'm saying, I feel like definitely more indie games, those things. They're trying to tell the story of The Godfather, for example, but they're trying to. But they're they're selling it to like the Transformers studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like I remember there was a line. They should have uh, the balls. Alright. <laughs> to do the game they want and not the game people want. Uh there was a line I remember in a GTA four review where they where they said GTA four is like Michael Corleone in Toontown. You know what I mean? Like they're trying <laughs> to sell this like really yeah, important story sure. but all that have all these wacky elements and you know there is like you this know, real disconnect between those that's two that's a great <laughs> no, not, yeah. not not to dive too not to dive too much into the deep end but i feel like I, and while i agree with you charlie i feel like there's examples like red dead redemption 2 that exists that where i'm like that that's not entirely true like i do feel like it's hard, but it's not like a problem that can't be solved. No, absolutely not. And I think even Rockstar kind of learned from the mistakes of four and GTA five and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, it, it feels like the Red Dead series is—I don't know—they—they they have like a more—I don't know—like they feel like it's more prestige or something. Like the, it's more—I don't know—whatever element that they—they uh, they seem it's like a more self-serious story. I mean, there's you know. I don't think we're going to humor elements. No, I think we will like in 10 years. Or I mean, if we do, I don't think it's going to be, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good. Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, so many, so many important people have left. That's what I'm saying. So many people are leaving and with the online model rising, I just don't see their single player games. uh, Don't be Red Dead reductive. (laughs) I'm doing it. I bet there will be. We we were talking about Last of Us too. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right. Just, uh... Uh, someone said, I forget who it was, uh, that the game should have ended before the fight, that it should have ended with literally like Ellie gets there, finds Abby on the stake, oh, good. about to die. 
and she cuts her down and then just doesn't say anything and they separate the black boats and leave yeah that would have been a better end probably and it's just like i'm because of what Vito was just saying, which is by that point, you feel so drained by the whole thing, this cycle and the story of just this pursuit, the single minded pursuit, which is impressive. Point, Ellie in its just own gets right. there and she's just like, I'm done. Right. And she just like cuts her down and they leave. They separate. I, don't know, I would have been done after I got my ass beat by her in the, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. In, the in the movie theater, but whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, on the on the subject of like the disconnect between the violence that you're committing in the gameplay and the storyline violence, um, <clears throat> it's a little silly to recommend other content creators because we're supposed to be content creators. But uh, the video by Nakey Jakey is is pretty good. It's fantastic, that. yeah. And I yeah. Love this stuff. Yeah. Um, so go watch that if you know to, to follow up on that thread. Um, but uh, so putting aside. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, like you mentioned the theater, Greg, just now. I another thing is like they they decide to trap themselves in the theater with only one exit, and it's like they're supposed to be seasoned urban survivalists. Yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh, there's a lot. I agree. I do agree with that. Like, but, you though you'd think there'd be multiple ways out, it'd be guarded better. But whatever, 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 yeah. whatever. Putting aside stuff that just, like, irks me on a personal level, uh, I think this game is one of the most reflective games for the player that I've ever seen. Uh, and not in terms of, like, player action, because the in that it's linear, pretty much, but in how the entire construction of the game affects the player. Um, and I've heard a variety of takes on the game, and I see validity on, you know, both sides of multiple fences, because it is a polarizing game, and if you know if that's what they were going for, they succeeded. Um, I wouldn't say it's just because of the challenging subject matter, uh, though that could be considered one what to be one aspect. Mm-hmm. It's also divisive in the the meta of the story, the effectiveness of the drama, right. and the you know the gameplay story segregation that we've been talking about, uh, and also how the game is paced, uh, its structure. It's characters and their morality, you know. Uh, I've been struggling to reconcile the sort of negative meta-textual feelings I experienced with how well I think the game did at presenting itself and the fun I had while playing it. Um, But I think ultimately this is a game you can't blindly take someone else's word on. You know, except perhaps if you want to be warned away from, like, an experience that uh, I don't know would be so divisive, or, or even like the behind the scenes, like it was developed under crunch and has some you know behind the scenes pretension and 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 yikesness, which is understandable. Um, but just like in addition to that, uh, the Naked Jakey video, um, I think a few other good videos on on the game are. Uh, one by uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais, and uh, even like zero punctuation does a very concise negative take on it. So like no Noah Caldwell Gervais does a positive review and is actually very thorough. And I agree with a lot of stuff he says. I think he had a very similar reading to a lot of stuff that I that I had. 
uh, Nicky Jakey has like a, a negative uh, uh, take yeah, on not, that like segregation, uh, which I also agree with. Um, and zero punctuation is, of course, uh, characteristically negative, but I think he has a good point in what he says. Sure. It's just depressing. Um, but right. they, you know, all these people, all these people on the internet are providing different, and I feel a lot of legitimate takes on the game. Mm-hmm. And so, Slash, that kind of leads me to like, uh, I have a question for you. Sure. When you when you when you're done, when you're wrapped up, actually. Um, or no, that that was a good segue. So yeah, do you feel that? And like, you know, think about our friends and people in, in this room. Do you feel that this game is worth playing? kind of like as a study or analysis of games in general because i feel like even with all it's like i feel like it's flawed but those flaws are kind of interesting and as you could see i mean this is a game that this is our second discussion on the game you've just Mm -hmm. watched a bunch of videos um from your favorite you know uh analysis uh uh people and they're different and it just feels that this game is just ripe for a good uh, discussion about video game video game storytelling. Like, am I? Do you, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's totally a reflective game of the player, and it's very interesting to to analyze how it like affects I feel like you. even a guy like John, who knows a lot about the game, um, and what he knows, he doesn't like because. I mean, they're not, you know, some, there's not, there's, there's a lot of things wrong about this game and the plot is kind mm-hmm. of goofy in a lot of ways, but I, I still feel like you get a lot out of just playing the game and like, you know, I walked away from that game and I had a lot of nasty right, things right, to say about it, right. but, but I've thought about, I think about that game still, you okay. know? Sure. You guys play God sure. of War? Sure. Uh, uh I've only played the beginning. The, the, the newest one with the PS4 one yet. I have not yet. I've only played up to uh, like where you spin the uh, thing around, the giant world oh, nice. crank. Uh, or whatever. No, the, the only reason I bring it up because uh, for me, of all the PS4 games I've played, that is the pinnacle. Ten out of ten. Literally, when they announce God of War, whatever, I'm gonna go buy a PS5. I'm just well, obviously, <laughs> now, but I'm just waiting for that to come out. Uh, I just wanted to see how you guys thought the game stacked up. Because that game, you know, you're thinking God of War, but this is, you know, it's a reboot. It's much more narrative-focused. I just wanted to see what you guys thought they stacked up. Uh, I might go back to that, play it. It's if- hard. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I played it. It was a fantastic game. It's one of the best on that system. It's it's a great game. I, for some Give reason, don't... about it. I can't like I I don't think I can, but I think uh, I don't. I don't think I put them in the same category. Almost, um, they're very similar has, games. They're extreme. I mean, even in even theme. Uh, I mean, God of War is all about revenge. Uh, so even even in that, I mean, directly like you know, they're right with each other. Yeah, I don't know. I might need to mull that around for a bit. Off the top of my head, I just want to say that maybe God of War doesn't take the risks that Last of Us 2 took. I don't know if I'm believing what I'm even saying, but I feel like maybe the, it just didn't take the same risks. Um, God of War, I think of as like a classic video game in a lot of ways um, that tells a great story, which is a little different for video games. And Last of Us Two, 
I don't know. It just feels bigger. Uh, I wish I could be more uh, specific. And and hey, I, if, I understand you not agreeing with that, and that, that's fine. Like I said, I, you're putting me on the spot, so well, I don't. I, I don't disagree know with it. if I'm even answering think, truthfully. But uh, you know, no, I, and I totally get that. I just feel like I don't know when you say risk. I feel like some of this, and I haven't played the game, so it's not totally fair. But it feels like some of the stuff they did in The Last of Us. I mean, it was it's just shock value. It's like they could have killed Joel anyway. But oh, it's Let's really make you watch. Let's beat them. It's like, all right, well, you're I just guess trying as hard one, as you can to get One thing I think of, of is they created this, and I, I could see this in so many ways, but they created this first game that in my mind is, is perfect. The story is perfect, left where it was. Agreed. And I think, and, and a lot of people think, and I, I could see why, that continuing that story is a bad move. Also and it agree. might and it, and it might be it very well might be I might think that but I also think they took a risk in doing that and the story that they told if you were to tell if you were to continue this story how would you do it uh I think they they did a fantastic job I think that they might have taken a closed end story and actually kind of figured out where this would go, and then made another game, and it was it was pretty good. But I, I can smell it. I think I'm I think I'm rambling a little bit. So, by the way, everyone always talking about how Neil Druckmann Neil Druckmann is like responsible for it. Haley Gross is the narrative lead on this game. Yeah, a video it's, game is not made by one yeah, person. Neil it's has a, yeah, a card it's, uh, in the game. It's a lot of people really? making decisions, <laughs> especially a game of that magnitude. Oh, Twitter no, has no. told me to kill Neil, so I have oh, to do okay. it. Well, you have to. But yeah, um, I got pulled in all this, dozens of directions during my time with Last of Us 2. Uh, but my ultimate uh, cum- cum- cumulative score would be, yeah, two thumbs down. Um because after you stealth kill someone, it switches your weapon against your will. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, fuck you. Bad game. All right. Two uh, I think bad too. game. Flask, you're already though for the next game, right? The multiplayer game. The multiplayer game. Yeah, they're making a uh, Last of Us multiplayer game. I did not recall that. All, that all games must have multiplayer. It's not a all, solo game. It's a standalone. Like, it's standalone. You, Oh, it is standalone. Okay, I heard. It's I, like, last it's like I heard, Uncharted. Uh, right? I, I'm not 100, percent but last I heard, it was its own standalone game. I don't even know if they're still making us. I, I mean, that was just... the multiplayer of the first game was good, right? So, yeah, people liked it. It's basically that. It's basically that. The gameplay of the second game, which it, it could be good. I think it'd be pretty badass. It's just yeah. like how long are people gonna play it, right? Very like, true. How long are those games really like? Same thing with Cyberpunk. How long is people going to play? Like, if and when the multiplayer aspect comes out. Is anyone really going to pass, like, There's the no first way that multiplayer months? is coming out for that, right? Uh, Didn't they say they were stopping? Like, Oh, did they say that? that? I don't remember. I thought they were stopping it to work on, like, fixing the game. They said they're not going to work on it until the game is fixed, but they didn't say they were stopping it. Did a quick... Uh, has that game been on? fixed recently? No. Like, have they done anything to I it? I they, they, they're, they're fixing small shit, but they it's, not, it's not a different game yet. I don't this think it's ever going to be a different six, game. Uh, Last but, of Us 2's multiplayer may not release until 2022 at this point. So. Yeah, maybe you'll get an announcement at uh, E3. I'm excited for All E3. Right. Uh, Flask, what else do you have other than Last of Us 2? <laughs> uh, nothing else I'll discuss because my roundtable was extremely long. <laughs> All right. 
uh, I guess uh, you can pin it for next week then. Yeah. Part two, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Part two. Part two. What have you been doing recently? Uh, mine will be short. I haven't been doing too much. Um, we'll start with movies. I usually start with games. I watched Tenet uh, yesterday. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It looks cool. I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> what would you give it? How many bags of popcorn? No, I do. We got. I do a thumb scale around here. All right, let me think uh, about this. I give it one. Hang on, before you, I would. I would say you're gonna do one thumb up, one thumb down, based on what you just said. I'm gonna say one thumb down, one thumb kind of on the side, leaning up. Greg called it, dude. Now, I was a little. I, you know, as is the word of the day, it seems it was a little reductive. Give it one thumb, ninety degrees up. One thumb, like. 30 degrees up, but it's pointing to the to the left, you know? You feel me on that? <laughs> I yeah, feel you. Dog. I get it. I get yeah, it. I feel you, dog. The effect, yeah, thank you. Uh, the effects were cool. I thought the actors were great. Uh, I mean, as far as what made things go in reverse, I don't think I totally understood, especially as the movie went on. But it didn't matter. It looked cool, and I John, I you have really to watch it shit. ten million times. I feel like looked cool. Uh, like when um, it got to the part the about the battle scene. Uh, what's that? I think that the first sentence you said. What did you say? Look cool. It got something else cool. I think that's like literally the best possible review you could give that movie. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like I said, as, yeah, it, as cool. it went on, it got more confusing. Um, you know, like and they they started the big battle scene. There was like people moving backwards and forwards, and they like switched and. I didn't get why, but like I said, I didn't care why. I was just watching like a spectacle, um, and it was it was fine. I haven't seen um, all of his other movies. I didn't watch Inception when it came out, and I feel like people have talked about it so much. I've kind of just seen it through osmosis, so I really have no desire to. That was fun, though. Definitely at the uh, moment. When yeah, it came yeah. Out, I mean, that was a dope movie. everyone everyone would loved it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I think you're just saying this does not. This is one of his. Uh, lesser movies, but oh yeah, sure. as far as watching, it was cool. Well, I think Vito said that. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I said whatever. it back during um, my review in a previous podcast episode that it's it's on par with like his worst in terms of okay. It's like the Dark Knight Rises might be worse, but uh, it's it's yeah. I think I enjoyed weakest. watching this more than the Dark Knight Rises, even though I probably. <laughs> Would you now? Would you have gone out in a global pandemic in the in the middle of a global pandemic to watch this movie like the maniacs you did, John? Uh, no, probably no, not. Right? Yeah. No. Well, good choice. Telling me it wasn't John. worth it. Maybe though. Maybe if I watch it, I gotta watch it backwards. Yeah, that's the test. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say ten. I haven't seen it. I really don't have any desire to. Sounds like uh, uh, without having seen it or knowing a whole lot about it, other than what you guys have said, I would say it sounds like. A worse Inception. I mean, there were a lot. I mean, I think I said I didn't see Inception totally, but I mean, there were a lot of really cool action scenes. I mean, the the fights, the fights were cool. Cause, you know, they're like I feel like you'd backwards. like it, Andy. I, I feel like you'd like the the conceit in the movie, the science fiction conceit, and it's not the same as Inception. It's, it's different, and it's something I haven't seen in movies before. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I definitely say it's worth watching at at the least. But I, I mean, if I don't know, yeah, whatever, I'll say that. And I'm not like a movie guy, so you know, also put that. I gave the movie one thumb up and one thumb left, thirty degrees. So, you know, put all that into okay. consideration before okay. you watch it. Uh, let's ten it. We saw uh, 
Uh, I'll let somebody else talk about that. We saw the Godfather, but I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Fall Guys season two, no season four, um, like mid-season update came out today, and I played a quick match or two just to try to check some of the new stuff out. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, from what you posted in chat, it sounded like some really cool changes. Yeah, they seem to be, you know, as the more seasons are going, it seems like they're, <clears throat> you know, adding things from Season 4, like the anti-gravity or whatever, like into games right. that were in Season 3. Um, there was a, a new minigame, I think first of its kind. It was like 14 of us left after the last one. And it was actually kind of funny. I wasn't really paying attention. I think it was alt-tab because I was just expecting to... You know, go into a game I played before. Any other game. We get right? in, yeah, and we're just in this. I'm just in this tiny little arena with one other guy. I'm like, what is going on? And he's like jumping on these buttons, and I'm trying to jump on him, but like his score's going up and mine's not. And then oh, I, no. I take a second, I look around, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, it's just he, it's just one v one, and there's seven of them, and you're in a little arena, uh, and you have to jump on the like the highlighted button, and you just have to race the person around. There's like six different buttons around. It was he's too late by the time you? I realized it. Oh, he's clowns me. It was too late. Uh, uh, but it was cool. It was the first of a... I mean, the first one that they have like that, where they just split everyone off into 1v1s. You know, and then afterwards, there was just seven people left. Uh, Why did cool. John, they... the larger bean, not simply eat the smaller <laughs> bean? I was tempted. Believe me. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I want to check those check out. Later. It sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah they have sure. a playlist of like all the... The new stuff, too, so that's nice. And they still have squad modes up, so we can always squad up. For sure. Uh, and then lastly, I bought and played a little bit, not even a lot, but a little bit of Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Uh, this is a... Is Robin Hood? Yeah, yeah, a couple versions. See, I feel like we've played this game so little, I wasn't even going to talk about this. Yeah, well, I've only... See, here's the thing. I've played maybe a handful at four, four matches at the most, three, four matches, but I've watched Kurt play, like, double that. I just didn't feel like getting on. It was too late. Uh, so I'll speak to my experience. Uh, it's a fun, extremely unbalanced multiplayer game. I was going to uh, say, it, I, sound, it sounded like you weren't really liking it that much. It. I mean, it's... it's yeah, it's definitely... It's, fun it's, when it's you're one winning. of those games where when you're winning... It's awesome. When you're losing, it's stupid. Uh, yeah, well, it's really stupid all throughout. It's just, yeah, it's very... Um, so, right, the crux of the game is you and another identical squad of Robin Hood characters are on a map, and they're like your enemies, and you can fight them and kill them. And you're both trying to first find the Sheriff of Nottingham and steal his key, then look on the map and find the vault, and then take the, treasure, the, the chest to one of two drop-off points. And then when you get there, you have to have like a you know one of, one of your guys stand next to it and like roll the crank up and that like brings it on board, right? So the whole time you're just killing each other and there's mayhem and like you, the game kind of incentivizes you to start. You're both like hidden. There's like a stealth mechanic, but there's absolutely no reason to stay hidden because once you create noise, they call the sheriff over. So he just brings the key to you. And it's not hard to steal it. You just walk behind him and press like E or B or whatever. Uh so then the hardest part is just finding on the map. So you bumble around the map, you look for the vault, and then you, uh, usually on either side, they have like an exit point. And this is the part that gets me, right? So let's just say it's team A and B. Team, team A has successfully uh, got the key. They have successfully found the vault. They have successfully 
brought the chest all the way to their side. All right, they've done all of this, and Team B is just fucking off, right? Well, now that they've done this, Team B can come over and just stand next to the chest and raise it up, and they just win. Uh, and it's, it, it goes even more than that. To raise it up, there's five notches, right? And each notch you get gives you, like, a bit of gold. So, Team A, they've done all that. They brought it over. They have it up four notches. And then Team B comes in, and let's just say they use their ultimates. They get their kills, and the sheriff helps them. They get it up that one notch. Team B wins. That's absurd. It's absurd. It's literally... It's, it's, it's great when they do all the work, and you come in at the last second and win. It feels amazing. <laughs> When it happens to you, it's just so stupid and like, and the the clan. I mean, the melee. I would describe it as for honor, like, but basic for honor. Their alpha, alpha for honor. Yeah, a hundred percent. We and we've done that where we just waited for people to come and then we just ultimate yeah. them, killed them, well, and why just do the work like that? Yeah, we let them do everything for us. Uh, and That's I, I guess the answer smarter, is not harder. Right, and I mean, I guess the answer is, you know, I believe there are certain things you can do, like, oh, you got the chest, so you get a little bit more experience, but it's like, who gives a shit? 99% of the things are cosmetic, and then there is a small perk system that you could probably max out if you played for, like, a... How know, much like was this game? Hardcore weekend. Uh, I don't know, Pretty we bucks. all got on Green Man Gaming on for, for, I don't know, literally Kurt was like, hey guys, check this game out, it's on Green Man, and I was like, you got my hammer. So how, so Sam, a hundred percent, Sam. I don't know, like 25, 30 bucks, somewhere on there. Yeah, it was like it was like thirty bucks, I think, total. Um. All right, cool. I, Wait, I, I have shit on a whole bunch. Uh, no, Are I wouldn't you, I, really recommend I it. But if you have it for some reason, play it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm having fun with it, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask you guys to buy it and right. play with us. Yeah. Would you? Uh, would you buy it? Would you buy it if you could hear yourself giving this roundtable? No, would you, I, mean, would you, I would not. Would you have bought it? I would you have bought it, John? If Kurt asked me to, I yeah. Still just you know what? Hey, Kurt's smiling face. If you yeah. have three friends to play this with, and you convince sucker them into getting it, God, that's then another get it. thing. And it's I, I you could need not to have people playing though. this game as a, like not in a team, like because you know you already uh, yeah yeah man no, don't get the game not. if you don't have a full squad for sure dude because you do so it, only if you're a Robin Hood fanatic I was gonna say <laughs> me am, John so. and Kirk got the game oh, first hell yeah there you go and uh, we had every time we and you can't start the game with just three people you need a full team of four and uh, we had every time a random would show up and he would either immediately get caught or just run ahead and get murdered by the other team and he was basically useless the entire time. Every time, without fail. Yeah, that's Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Check it out. If only the notches All worked right, on cool. oddball rules. They don't. It's insane. Sure. Anything else, John? Uh, no, nah, that about wraps it up. All right. You know what? I think I can blast through my roundtable pretty quick, so we'll do that real quick and then hop into a break. Uh, right. I've got a bunch of little things to just say a couple comments on. A couple responses to Flash recommending uh, us things on the podcast. I watched the time loop action movie, um, Boss Level. Uh, that yes. movie, I, the way I described it, I think most succinctly, was if I had seen a trailer of that movie, I probably would have thought it was going to be shit and I wouldn't have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, surprisingly good. Um and I can't really describe 
ways that's surprisingly good without spoiling things about it, but it's got like a video gamey feel. And uh, rather, and, and many games that try to do the video gamey feel come off cringe. And I think this game actually plays it very well to its favor. Or sorry, this movie plays it very well to its favor. Uh, there's apparently two endings to the movie, uh, and they're not that different, but it's kind of weird, yeah. Uh, there is a theatrical and an alternate cut. I can't remember which one. You remember which one we saw, Flask? Uh, <laughs> we saw the one that seemed more prevalent. I don't know which one right. it was. There's there's an there's an ambiguous ending and then a less ambiguous ending, but um, that's really the only difference. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the and I recommend that, but a superior time travel movie I also saw recently. Um, responding to the recommendation of yours is a uh, Palm Springs, Andy uh, yes. Samberg. I also so, saw this. Yeah, it's uh, another yes. movie I don't want to talk about too much because I, I don't want to risk spoiling it, but um, it's a movie that knows what it's doing. It's very smart. It's pretty funny. Um, and uh, it, it it goes in knowing that you, the viewer, have seen a bunch of time loop stuff before, and it plays with that uh, in some clever ways that I liked a lot. It was surprisingly yeah. funny and refreshing. Uh, and it's an hour, 30 minutes. Lean it's a movie. Tight, tight hour, 30. Very but lean. it doesn't feel only- short, either. That, no. that, that was going to say my, you know, it, the pacing is great, and I'm not saying the movie like uh, speeds along at all, but um, I wish there was just more of it. You know, <laughs> it was one of those movies that I would have loved to see them play around more with this uh, yeah. setting they created, but uh, they did tell a very tight, because I saw it was good. Ninety minute movie, uh, you know. Oh, yep, yeah. that's pretty. Cool. That's pretty cool. Maybe I saw I'll it, on, check saw it out. on the air. Saw it on an airplane. Two docu series recommendations. One is uh, this is a robbery on Netflix about a, a big art heist in uh, Boston, the Gardner Museum, stealing several Rembrandts um, among other things. But uh, again, it's a interesting story. I don't want to spoil, but four episode tight documentary that's fun uh, has a nice. Uh, developing thread throughout the movie, um, throughout the series. If you guys are into kind of like true crimey type things, I think it's a must watch. Okay. This is a. It's robbery. not like, yeah, this is a robbery on Netflix. You know, I'm not saying it's like the. It's not necessarily the most insightful documentary of all time. It just tells a cool story, uh, and it's fun to watch it unravel. I'm good with that kind of thing. Well, I do think the more insightful docu-series recommendation I have I actually got from Charlie um, is I also watched Q Into the Storm. Um, that series, again, no spoilers, very savvy. Uh, and it manages to do, like, how do I say this without sounding really bad? But, you know, <laughs> there's such a thing with, like, normies doing stuff about Chan culture where they don't get it. Or they like really blow up the wrong part of it, or you know they just kind of like miss the miss the ball. I think that this is actually just a very savvy and aware um, kind of like docu history of Achan and how uh, Achan and Q, basically how those interrelate uh, and lead to the modern times through the pandemic, uh, right up until the Capitol storming. Um, it tells the definitive really cool yeah. docu-series on it. In my, I, I in would my definitely opinion. say so. 
and as a guy who like was aware of this stuff as was happening i still felt like i learned a lot uh and i learned a lot about how this this crazy conspiracy just like infects people and and totally changes them and you know um this is kind of it's sad in a lot of ways so once you're caught into that weird spiral you 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 just got to find your own way out you can't you know you can't debunk that um Anyway, the hmm. I think the documentary is getting a lot of press for um, telling the story of who Q is, and I do think that they present a very compelling argument for who they think Q is, uh, and it feels like they've left it all on the table in that. I don't think they're... Uh, there's a lot of documentaries like this that feel very hard, like they're trying to push a narrative. This was very much like, I'm chronicling this and you know watching as it happened, not... I'm trying to tell you this story. It sounds like the way to go. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, also watched it, and yeah, it's pretty good. Thumbs up. Is it a, it's a docu-series? Yeah, six episodes. Yeah. Okay. Right? Five yeah, or six uh, episodes. Yeah, so This is a Robbery is a four episodes on Netflix, uh, and Q Into the Storm is six episodes on HBO. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, and then game-wise, I've been replaying the Kingdom Hearts games. I played all the way through Kingdom Hearts 1. I skipped Chain of Memories, and I'm on Kingdom Hearts 2 now. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, a uh, fun game. I played it in my childhood. Uh, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. I'm not necessarily a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. I just kind of got a fancy for that kind of gameplay. And it was fun for that gameplay. And uh, now I was kind of like even just thinking, like, man, it's amazing that this game existed in 2002 with this type of, like, uh, action RPG combat. Um... And the game in Kingdom Hearts 2 actually feels way better. I think Kingdom Hearts 2 even still holds up. It, it's very fun. Um, I think unless you were really into the Disney aesthetic, it would almost be kind of hard to recommend Kingdom Hearts 1 because while I do think it's good and it's fun, it's just... It, it's dated so much even by Kingdom Hearts 2, which came out a few years later, with how tight the combat feels and uh, how good the movement is. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 was a bit irritating as at times with its old school jank but i liked it if you're a fan of that kind of gameplay i guess you know i would recommend it you've inspired me to uh put it back higher on my priority list i've kept putting it off playing kingdom hearts 2 i need to i need to do it because just watching you play kingdom hearts 1 again i mean i've played it and i've seen it and everything kingdom hearts 1 is, is so fun and it's like now you're saying as well that Kingdom Hearts 2 is tighter, better, faster, yeah, stronger. Yeah, I mean, I think Kingdom Hearts 1 definitely benefits from like being the first game story-wise and not having, you know, Kingdom Hearts, it, it's a meme Unburdened. at this point that Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is burdened by itself. Yeah. And Kingdom Hearts 2 is definitely well into that territory, though I don't think it's as bad as the deep, deep end that it gets to later on from what I hear. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me you uh, didn't so, like the gummy shit parts? Well, that was even in the first game. No, yeah, I mean, that was in the first game. It's not in the second game. Right. It isn't? No, no it's not in the second, second game. game. Oh, it's yeah, in the second game? I thought, can't you yeah. skip it? In the second yeah, game? I thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, I'm no, forgetting. No. no, I didn't get far in Kingdom Hearts 2. Also, watching Andy play it made me want to play it and beat it, so I never have to think about that game again. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's a really good game. Um, I think a lot of people call it the definitive Kingdom Hearts game. Like, it's the best of the series, people say. 
That's what people say. Did you uh, catch up on the Chain of Memories story? Do you know what happens in that game? I've played it as a kid, so I oh, generally okay. remembered, and then I read right, through right. a wiki. I, I didn't like a watch. Is it the Game Boy one? I mean, it's it's batshit insanity, just r- stupid shit, in my <laughs> opinion. I mean, the general like idea of the organization, I think, is cool, but it just feels so weird to introduce thirteen anime characters into this series and like a random yeah. spinoff game, and then try to thread them into the main story. You know. Yeah, that's why I I always liked the Kingdom Hearts one feeling. Again, I haven't played the sequels, but I always enjoyed the first game's feeling just because it's such a cozy, like collaborative, collaborative sure, uh, sure sense to it with all the Disney characters in the world and stuff like that. It's like I like that focus on the, those aspects. Uh, and it's cozy. It, and Kingdom Hearts two actually has even more of the Final Fantasy characters, maybe, uh, it, which. With some of the stuff they do in the Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 2, it is just criminal that they don't make a presence in Kingdom Hearts 3. Do they? I, I had forgotten that they don't at all. Yeah. No, that's for what I There's no. That's weird. NARP, I believe in it. I think. You gotta wait for the DLC or something. Right. In response to, like, the fan outrage, they ended up adding him to the DLC or something like that. What oh, the okay. fuck? I think originally, God. like, there weren't even supposed to be Final Ca- Final Fantasy characters in the games, but then they just, like, needed characters, and they had a cast from the <laughs> they game. They were like, oh, shit, here, take these. Keep right. Right. Yeah. Right. for everything. Yeah. Well, I think also... We stretched out our peat limit. Who else do we use? I also feel like maybe they felt like it would look pretty bad on them if, like, in Kingdom Hearts 3, which came out in 2019, they're still using... Cloud and Leon. Uh, and there's yeah, been another, another another decade of Final Fantasy games since then, but but none of those characters are nearly as likable. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is the one? Name, can, can anybody name any? Can anybody name any Final Fantasy character after Final Fantasy, say twelve, except Lightning? I was gonna lightning. say uh, oh, Lightning because I, all I know about Lightning is that everyone Noxious, fucking hates okay, her. Yeah, Noctis, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, fuck. Sid. I I I want to call him like Pedro. Uh, who was the blonde haired dude in fifteen? Oh, I don't play fifteen. I just know Noctis. Oh, I know who you're uh, talking about. Caliber, yes, Pedro. I I don't know why I think his name's fucking Pedro. You got Ignis? Ignis, I know. Be Ignis. Anyway, they have any Final Fantasy nine characters in fucking. Kingdom Hearts yeah, Final they Fantasy do. 14 characters. They do. What, do they, what do they got? Yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 2, Vivi is a. Uh, oh, whatever. I wouldn't say count. a major character, <laughs> but Vivi's in the game. Yeah, they've got black mages everywhere. I'm talking Zidane but, or but Alex. No, I'm just saying this is literally Vivi. Like, his in game name is Vivi. Not just yeah, a black. Yeah, that's fine. But there were. He I is, don't. I look. I like Vivi. I get that he had, like, a huge, huge story in that game. But I love this. Alex was my favorite. Actually, Quinn's my favorite character. I liked Alex, I liked Zidane, I liked Dagger, and they didn't get no love. Who? Uh, Literally who? Exactly. But I always liked the fact Look that there at- were Final Fantasy characters in the games. I thought it was a good, like a, I agree. a good decision, ultimately. That's like half the reason I liked yeah. it, because it was like the cool crossover. Uh, Dagger might be in. That's all. Well, Dagger's what they call it. Princess Garnet. That's that's just what she right. goes by in the city if you use her default name. That's all I got though. Kingdom Hearts is fun. Um, surprisingly good gameplay. 
you know, for going back then, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess uh, surprisingly a lot of fun optional content, like uh, secret bosses and yeah, the bosses uh, are things. Sick. Yeah, they are. I love the bosses. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, especially the ones later. I mean, I don't know about all of them, but I know the ones later. They, they pretty much just change like the the fight completely, like it's uh, or how you fight them. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, they're sick. All right, that's all I got, though. Let's move on into a break. We'll come back with Greg's roundtable. And Vito, you say you don't have much, but we'll still poke at you before heading off into the news. Listen, Final Fantasy fourteen is free. Up to and including the first expansion. You can play up to level 60. Is that the award-winning Heavensward expansion? That is the award-winning Heavensward expansion. I keep forgetting that part. Yoshi P is going to break my legs <laughs> if I keep forgetting it. <laughs> See, what I'm excited for, Andy, is FanFest, I think, is tomorrow. And they're going to show off uh, possibly my new job, which I'm very excited for. Which is the, uh, the Reaper job. What does that do? Uh, but also, possibly, they're going to show off Blitzball. And that means you have to download the game. Did I say that? I think I said that on the pod. Yep, you said... Oh, I don't think you said it on the pod, but you said, uh... If they add Blitzball, you'll download it. And join my Blitzball team. I I can't lie. I expect everybody to, uh... Alright, but how much time am I going to have to invest in this game to get to Blitzball level? (laughs) Who the fuck knows? Probably hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not a big deal, dude. Just one or two dozies. Listen, fucking I'll play with you, bro. I love Final Fantasy. I wish I had reason to play more. I'm actually going to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. That would be kind of funny if we could get a bunch of people into the game just to play Blitzball. Welcome back. We're going to hop right into Greg. Where did that rat Charlie scurry off to? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess I should make note of that. Uh, Charlie had to skedaddle during the break, so uh, he won't be joining us for the rest of the pod. I kicked him off. Charlie, thanks for joining us for what time you could. Greg? Hey, how you doing? I think he stole the chair. Whatever. Let him. That was a nice chair, too. He furnished the office extremely well. I had some, like, mixed nuts out, too, and then those are gone. Oh, that's the last. He he left his oh, okay. switch here. You guys see that? He left a switch here though. Those were just oh. for snacking on. They weren't. No one was supposed to take those. Nuts. Guys, guess what I did? I did. What stuff. did you do, Greg? <laughs> uh, I watched a few things. <laughs> all right. Uh, and by that, I watched uh, The Godfather. Or we all watched The Godfather. Yeah, Babber. We watched yeah. The Godfather. It was uh, your first time, right? It was my first time. And I liked it. I thought it was... I, I thought it was one thumb up, one thumb almost up to the top. Another thumb all the way up to the top. <laughs> I'm glad you oh, liked interesting. that. I, thought I, I, would give, I would give it a solid it so two thumbs up. What's, uh, what's the little bit of not up for you? Where does that come from? Uh... <laughs> So, I didn't say it during the movie, but, uh, you know, um, there's a part where the, uh, what the fuck's the, what's the Godfather's name? Like, the main Don dude. Don Vito. Don, 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 Don,
Don, yeah, Don Corleone. He uh, what a dumb dies. He he dies in his garden, like when he's taking care of his grandson. I thought that scene was fucking stupid, in my opinion. Oh, I thought that was such a great scene. Oh, uh, dude, I was like, like I, I, he was playing with his grandson. I was like, all right, whatever. And then he just fucking died. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I think I, I, grandpa died. I, really? Just he just died? Like. Boop. Well, it was actually like, this is like a few months. Uh, yeah, we're getting well, right. like, a few months before on the born. Yeah, he was in the driveway with my brother, who was probably like one or two, and then yeah, he just had a heart attack and fell down. Jesus, yeah. and man, I'm, so, I'm way too sheltered. And it's like I don't know if tragic's the word because it's it's just kind of like you no, know, it's it's almost like the opposite of tra- tragic. It's like so regular, you know. And this is a guy who's dodging bullets every moment of his life. Yeah, and took yeah, a bunch. That scene—he just a... dies in the the safety. That's what that's where I was like. He's like this man survived when he was uh when his car was attacked uh outside that one restaurant, and yeah. he was he almost died basically. And that he survived uh, the hospital when um you know all the the cops came and they got rid of everybody and left mm-hmm. him by himself. So of that, and he just dies. Whoop! Right in his uh. Yeah, right I mean, I, I think that sometimes was exactly like the point that, I'd seen, and I, I, sometimes it be it, it, sometimes. I get, like, I get it. I, 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 I think, I, I, I think another element there, maybe I'm reading reading too much into it, is that uh, I think he also felt like it was okay to go now because he talked to he talked to, he even said later on that he he thought Sonny was a bad Don. You know what I mean? So he yeah. before Michael was involved, he kind of felt like he was leaving the family in shit hands. But once he saw that Michael could could be the Don. I feel like, you know, the need to survive, the need to like, like keep going was less for him. Yeah. On another note too, I just thought it's a scene. You know, look, that scene could have might as well have been me and and my Italian grandfather. You know, and just the way that he tried to, he was trying to communicate with the son, and I don't know, maybe the son didn't understand Italian. I don't know. It was just. Uh, it, it humanized uh, Don Vito Corleone in a way right before his death. I thought it was beautiful. Dude, the orange just tried a, to teach him a lesson before and he didn't take say, the fucking hint. And so he had another orange and <laughs> look what happened. The, the Godfather is like the king of like little movie trivia. You know what I mean? There's just so much about that movie that people love to. Yeah, if you read the behind the, the scenes, thing, it's such a shit show back uh, there. He uh one of, well one of the you guys said Lass like they were just... about is like uh uh the oranges where every time a character is about to die there's an orange on screen which is why it's significant when Vito puts an orange in his mouth. Oh wow. All I right. Where that. was the yeah. uh where was yeah. the orange when Sonny died got killed? Uh I'm sure there was one. Or there one of the, one of sure the guys there's... in the toll booth pulled out an orange and was just Yeah, took, he's like took a bite he just of it. Fucking made him stare at it. That's what yeah, actually made Sonny freak out. Yeah, that's or, a good there orange. Might, there might have been I, I wouldn't be surprised if there if we saw like a scene where there was like an orange like off center while Sonny was like leaving to get into his hey, car. You know what? It probably was in the scene it, yeah, actually exactly what you said. It was probably in the kitchen when he's on the phone with uh, Or Connie. or or maybe or yeah, exactly. Or it might have been like even when um the husband was beating Connie, and like we didn't see that. We just heard the screams, and like we just saw the living room. Maybe there was an orange in the middle of the table there or something. No. Did you see the peels sprinkled on his corpse? <laughs> like crack? Oh, right. Yeah. Sprinkle, right. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle a little orange peel on him. Anyway, that's that's all to say, Greg. Uh, since it's your first time, it's a fun deep dive looking into all that shit. 
I was uh yeah, I'll probably look into that orange thing. Um there's there's two more of these movies, right? There's like two more parts. Yeah, there's eight of them. They're still making them. Yeah. What there's, the there's f- still, what? No, no, there's two more. Part two. It's <laughs> like what part, the part, fuck? Part, part two serves as like a cool kind of prequel sequel, where like half the movie is kind of like flashbacks to Vita rising up, and half the movie is about Michael expanding the operation. In Vegas. All right, I was gonna ask if he continues uh, Michael's story since he's you know officially done and Root uh, cleaned everything up. We'll have to find in part out. Part three, on I Monday. think, is like a. In part three, I think it's like a distant sequel, like twenty years later. Maybe I might be wrong. I feel like it takes place sometime after. Part Both three. in production and in the the setting, the story, uh, the time setting, it's it's in the future from part two. Because yeah. it was made in the nineties, right? It was na- right, like nineteen ninety. Right. right. And the and Godfather, so, in is, um, Godfather in space. Godfather in space. That's Jason in space. X. But, yeah, well, that's what I was gonna uh, say. And then they do Godfather versus. Dude, they Frank infect uh, Don Corleone with those uh, little robot parasites. Yeah, crazy. And it becomes uh, Vito X or Godfather Corleone versus X. Jason. All right. Um, other than that, I watched uh, Demon Slayer. <laughs> we all watched much better, much better movie. Mugen Train, I was going to literally say the same thing. I was going to say, I'm going to give that shit two thumbs up, baby. I, I, kind, I kind of, I, as a guy who has not seen the anime, I kind of liked that movie because I was able to follow the what was going on in the train pretty well. But uh, all the flashbacks, all the callbacks, and everything that happened after the train stuff just really did not land for me. But it wasn't supposed to. It was made for you guys. But Yeah, it was. I'm just saying, a, I, I'm just saying I could tell it was, it was a good movie. It just it looked good. The animation was good. Soundtrack music was good. Uh, the music was great. I will. Yeah, music was very that. good. I liked uh, the design of the, uh, the 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 demon train and the uh, that uh, that upper twelve or lower six or whatever the fuck his name was. Some of yeah. the ideas employed are really cool. Like uh, I love the mechanic of uh, fuck. She keeps putting me to sleep. How how do I? deal with that just gotta um, kill yourself it's literally it. well i wasn't gonna spoil it ca- but yeah yeah it's anime <laughs> nobody watches anime and this is who listens to this i have well, not yet i mean seen that Demon moment slayer what'd you say i have not yet seen demon slayer and i watch That's anime I so so think before you speak yeah i, I didn't talk about it either. all right my bad. My bad, then. My bad. My bad. That's it. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Flask, I also fucking keep forgetting that you, like, play Assassin's Creed and all this shit, and I think I'm the only one that plays and watches this shit. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I did it last time, too, bro. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. Let's do it again right now. Uh, you know, I know we love to do this. Rotten Tomato gives the movie a 97%. So any movie below that, as our, per our rules, is worse. Is shit. Where is... Oh, yeah, where's the Godfather? Where's the Godfather it, better, it better be higher than 97%, bud. I, God, I, 99% I don't 99% audience score. Wow. On uh, we need to find out what's the critic score. What, for... For Demon Slayer? The Godfather. It's 97. Oh. Godfather got a 97. Oh, so they're equal. So oh, it's about just God. as good. It's, it's about as it good Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Listen, Wait, what there's, was it? There's there's two scale sub- up to Paddington Bear, too? I was about to, Oh, wow, my God. That's the Dude, greatest listen. movie of all time. I mean, so. 100%. That, 
Right. You can't get a 10 out of 10 every time. No. I don't even know why we watch other movies. We should just watch Paddington more. We really just need to watch Paddington, dude. Let's Maybe that's the thing. We're seven. shitting on we'll, it so we'll much watch that. we haven't watched it. I'm shitting on Paddington. I've watched week. Paddington Bear. We'll just flush Godfather down the toilet. It has a lower RT. And just watch Paddington. That's true. It has yeah, the same Godfather. score as uh, Schindler's List also. It says. Yeah, definitely both. Important yeah, I've seen that movie. It's, it's not a. It's not. A, it's, not it, it's a good movie, but it's not a fun movie to watch. I, I don't like watching that movie. Schindler's List. I've never seen yeah. it. Uh, well, it's not. It's supposed to be right, fun. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No. No. It's, I was like, isn't that about like the Holocaust? Holocaust. I, I, yeah. I'm just. I, I'm just saying. Game. You know, if I. I'm just saying to the director, the I would have a few notes. You know, ways, ways to punch it up. Uh, but uh. Greg, what else have you got? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I love demons. <laughs> um, yikes. Uh, Guess we have to delete this whole I started playing now. Assassin's Creed Valhalla again because the DLC came out for that. Oh, hey, uh, I played Wrath those games too. Wrath of the too. Druids. I'm not, listen, that's why I'm not fucking talking about it like I was going to. <laughs> I will say, I'm having fun playing it again. That's good. All right. Um, the one thing I can, I guess, talk about. I uh, I play Final Fantasy fourteen a lot, and I actually today or yesterday just got my Chocobo Racing uh, Chocobo to level nine, which is I think the, like the highest rank. Sick. I just wanted to, yeah. I just hey, wanted congrats, to say that. Man. That's congrats. that's a strong nice. Chocobo. Thanks. Strong. Took wait, about, uh, wait, wait. I just found this article that uh, they they. They, uh, Greg's level nine chocobo was uh, tested Shit. for uh, like amphetamines and and came positive. Oh, I'll have yeah. you know, uh, I feed my chocobos not cool exclusively grade three uh, speed food. All right, they're shitting every other aspect, but their speed. Very fast um, bird. Did you guys know that chocobos <laughs> from Final Fantasy? That was Fantasy, a Kentucky Derby re- uh, reference, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we got it. What the fuck? I didn't get that. Uh, sorry, oh, bro. okay. <laughs> Did you guys know, this is a real fact, the Chocobos from Final Fantasy were inspired by the, uh, the, the, the mounted bird, the, the mounted birds from Nausicaa. I don't oh, know what that is. Really? Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind that I talked about on like an episode ago or two. It says every episode. That's movie and manga by uh, Studio, Studio Ghibli. You won't stop. It's come up many times. Yeah. But yeah, in that well, uh, in that storyline, must have not been ride... on that episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of horses, they ride. Uh, well, part of the people ride uh, these flightless birds that look sort of like chocobos. Well, the reason they look sort of like chocobos is because chocobos were inspired by those. Dude, I love chocobos. I, kind of I think those are the co- those are definitely what got me into Final Fantasy. Good boys. Um, Fuck, Flask, I really wished you weren't here because I was going to talk a lot about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I could go uh, to the spoiler bunker if you want. No, it's fine. I'll just, I'll cut it short there. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go, uh, Vito. That's the... Well, fuck, fuck Flask, then. Fuck me. Uh, what else you, what else you got, Greg? Um, I have nothing. <laughs> oh. Are you sure hey, you don't want me true. to just bail for a few minutes? I mean, um, 
I'll go. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Don't worry, don't well, worry, don't hey, worry about that's it. That's not quite true, Greg, because you have us. So you never have nothing. You do have us. Uh, Next week, I will have something to talk about. Or I'll have something to talk about. I'll talk about Lakeview Cabin. Okay. Right. And, well, we, well, and we can't forget the uh, elephant in the room here. That One of the things is that, as I said at the top, a lot of you guys have been spending many hours playing Resident Evil over the last week since it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, like, there is you, that. You've beat it several times. Flash, you beat it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. I'm excited to talk about that. All right. Hey, Vito, you said you told me I ate beforehand. You didn't have much to talk about, so we threw you at the end. Anything percolate? Well, mess? I wasn't lying. I got nothing. Okay. Um, no, you guys asked for a little... A little update, I guess, on my experience with Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, you and now you now have a Ferengi avatar. Which I I like. It's, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm gonna head off for the uh, Star Trek talk. Thanks, folks. All right, all right. Good night, Greg. Night, <laughs> we need a we need a Star Trek bunker. I'll keep it short, Greg. I don't really have too much to say. Everyone hears us talk God about bless. this show quite a bit. Um, I did change my my avatar to Ferengi. I wanted to specifically change it to an avatar of uh, Damon Tog from that episode that you just right. watched. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Menage Troy. Um, the the um the um blocks. Yeah. Oh, so fucking creepy. Um. Yeah, I love the show. It's Spit like in my, my ear. It's my. He doesn't say that. Well, he, they probably <laughs> would love that. They love your shit. I'm sure. Oh, dude, they would. That would. That would be next level. Um, yeah, it's my new like comfort show. I mean, I I love it. It's fantastic. Um, did we talk about on the pod how I was I was following the guide? Or yeah, you, we talked about the information. List method, I think a bit. Okay, yeah, I, I was following some sort of episode guide on Let's Watch Star Trek dot com, a site I don't really know anything about, but that's where I started, and then. You guys were a little upset because I, I guess if, it came if up. If I recall, that, you just found that, right? Because you were just like, how do I find out? And you typed, well, let's try Let's Watch Star Trek.com. And it just came up. <laughs> no, that's not at all what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Someone, uh, that's sorry. probably how someone's it's story just a, went. It's a, good, it's a great URL is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, not secure, apparently, as I'm looking at it right now. Oh, oh Okay. Um, yeah, be, beware listeners yeah uh, but yeah I moved off that list because uh, I don't know you guys seem to think I was skipping some good ones and I switched to Den of the Geek did like a retrospective uh, you know watch of the next generation they review every episode and I've just been going to, to those reviews and at the very end they have like this little captain's log where they recommend uh, same as the other guide you know skip or watch but they're much more um, uh, conservative with with the skipping. Like they they don't skip too many episodes. So mm. I've really just been going. I'm also on season three, um, which is one of the best seasons as far as I understand. There's not really a lot of episodes to skip. Um, Are yeah, you going by and, season? Uh, I forget. Oh Are yeah, you still I'm, following I've been going in season through. Order? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. You're here. You're one or two episodes from the end of the season, right? Yeah. I'm two episodes away from finishing uh, this season, and uh, this one they usually end in like a two-parter or like something, right? Yeah, oh, this mm-hmm. is the this is the one that starts like the big plot line that okay. carries throughout the sh- show. If you know what I'm talking about, 
Yeah, well, that last episode of season three is the best of both worlds. Apparently, it's a big watch, and it's a two-parter. The second part is in season four. Um, I'll, I'll just say that one of my takeaways uh, recently is that, you know, Data was my favorite character on Star Trek, and he's still, obviously, one of my favorites. He's a boss. But since then, a lot of other characters have come into the limelight. Picard himself might be my favorite, actually. Um, they're, they're all your favorite for different reasons, kind of. Or at least that's yeah. how I feel. You know I, I could mean? see this I, just I, being a show where it just kind of flips around episode to episode. Like, oh, yeah. no, they're, they're my favorite. They're my favorite. That's one um, of the things that people talk about, like, when they, like, rate the different Star Treks against each other is kind of, like, the likability of the cast. Like, and one of the oh, things yeah. you often hear people say is that, like, they really don't, uh, that there's, other than Wesley, there's nobody, you know, TNG has one of the most likable casts is what people say. Yeah, there's just great chemistry. And honestly, I haven't really got the whole Wesley hate. I don't get it. I, I, I'm you know with what? you there, Vito. It's I get Mary Sue. He doesn't act crazy. It's just that like, he's good. He's literally just good. He's at, too like, good at everything. everything. I think that is literally why people didn't like Yeah, him. and I understand that. I do. It's just well, like, like it didn't bother you know. me. Yeah, I, I get that uh, 100%. He does miraculously know the answer to a lot of the problems and saves the day and still somehow is just, uh, well, recently he got a promotion to full ensign. Um, but he doesn't bother me too much. I like that there's a character, and I think it was a smart move to put a character on the show that is learning, that is somebody who's not uh, who has not been a Starfleet officer for a while. Um, maybe that is a downfall, though, that he happens to also be like a freaking genius and knows everything. Maybe if they made him fault more, it might be more interesting to other people. I but I, I don't mind him too much. I can't wait until we get the episode where he leaves series because it's so insane and <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> only Shut a way up, that wesley. wesley could go out did you watch uh have you seen the game yet has that episode happened no I but thanks remember. for reminding me about it am i right guys i just lost we all just lost it we lost it we lost it it's over my, um, the 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 episode about yeah, anyway. like a game on board is is maybe like my favorite like it's a it's such a bad good episode of oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah okay. you know what I'm talking about I would love to watch that with a group classic is the episode game. called yeah. the game it is yeah I can't it's, yeah oh yeah it is okay. oh, I, I, I see it. it it's I a season season five I won't be there for quite a bit oh, we'll oh, okay okay well, well let us know yeah um I and lastly last point I'll say is that so I used the guides, and you know I've skipped basically all of season one, a lot of season two. Um, but now that I am a big fan of the show, I have you know I've been going back with you guys and watching episodes that I've skipped, some of the bad ones too. And it's okay because I l- already love the characters, and I just enjoy seeing them in more situations, even if the episodes are poorly written. Um, it's part of the tapestry. I've gotten episode. exactly, exactly. I've gotten, I've gotten past the point of uh, a bad episode's not going to scare me off, right? You know? So that's it. All right, I need to check Greg's pulse. Yep, oh, he's what dead. year is it? Oh, oh no, shit! There he is. Huh. All right, friends, we got a whole bunch of news. This fucking hollow deck for days. <laughs> we'll get through that. Somebody throw me a new shingle. Get us warmed up. News, 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 news,
All right. right. Uh, so the big topic, uh, biggest topic, is probably just generally Epic versus uh, Apple lawsuit. I don't know why I have so. I was about it to be is, like, Andy, is, what the <laughs> fuck does this say? <laughs> it also is physically the largest on the on the agenda. <laughs> uh, bearing all sorts of video game gossip. Um, really kind of highlighting just how secret things are in the video game industry. Uh, first off, uh, I saw that there is this document. Uh, leaked isn't the right word because it just is in public record about how much Epic paid to get free games in the store. Uh, how many users that motivated. Uh, it's pretty insane when you see things like they only paid $63,000 for For Honor, but for Axiom Verge, uh, a game that I think did not sell all that well, even though I think it was pretty good, uh, 80000 um, they paid $1.4 million to get Subnautica offered for free on the platform. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys can see the list, but it, it's pretty interesting Subnautica seeing... Subnautica box. Like Wait, the, they've been paying these people? It's it, it's interesting to see the dirty laundry, you know? Yeah. Uh, Celeste, $750,000. This goes to show, like, the power of, like, collective bargaining. Like, you really need to, you know... It's a hard question, I'm sure... To ask an indie dev, how much is your game worth to be on our platform for free? You know? Yeah, they could probably, like, determine that to an extent. Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon was added in mid-2019 for $700,000, you know? (laughs) Hey, you want to play Enter the Gungeon, though? Because it's pretty sweet. How much would it cost them to get Binding of Isaac over, John? You know, I have What you thinking? Well, Ain't Super Meat Boy cost them fifty thousand. It's cr- dude. It's kind of really. I mean, that's funny. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me that for honor, for honor. That's was what I'm saying, 000. dude. Sixty-three thousand for for honor. Like, they that's just cash. Dude, Limbo, a game that I mean, what, dude? That's fine. That's over ten years old, or at least. Isn't 10 that just years free old. on like? <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure you just pick it up on the ground, like an AOL disc. Yeah, pick it up on the ground. Dude, Jesus. Batman? Well, if you look, it, inside, an indie game I barely heard of, $800,000. That's what? the same that's, publisher. That's a fantastic that, game. That's well, yeah, the that same publisher as Limbo. Yeah, same Play Dead. Yeah, same you know people, I mean? uh, Limbo. So I think it's that crazy. just goes to show that like, some some of these people are better arguing about for a good deal than others. You guys understand the uh, the UA cost, the user acquisition cost? So is that that's like based on how, how much, much they paid for the game. Uh, divided many, by the number of new users, so it's that the that number joined of it's number yes for that so game. It's the number yes, so it's the number of it's how much they paid per user. Okay, so what Celeste so, lost? Celeste was a that's, really bad, extremely terrible deal for them because they paid yeah. twelve bucks a user. Whereas, yeah, you know, but you look it's at not, uh, you look it at, depends. That's not all the information. So if each user bought like a $60 game or not even if if freaking a third of them bought a $60 game then then they win right or I I think it's I I, I don't have the number in front of me but I feel like I read something like only they have a number that only 17% of new users go on to purchase anything else on the store I had them right well right here in this discord you guys are examples of that I guess right I mean I, mean, I don't even I do own some epic game stuff but I I mean, I, I was like, the only reason on I got Epic was for a few games. Yeah. I like, I had to get it for a Metro. Me for free. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really? Jesus. 
I mean, you originally needed it for Fortnite, and then I guess I got it for what? Fucking that shark game, uh, Metro, and World <laughs> War Z. Oh, Control. Was that on there? How much Epic. was that? Oh, this you is see only how much a Batman snapshot, Arkham was. One point five. Yeah, mil? dude. I mean, that's Warner crazy. Brothers. That's a that's an insane deal for Warner Brothers. One point five million for the Arkham series. But then Lego Batman's three hundred. Not even a series, right? Just Batman Arkham, or yeah, oh, yeah. Just... You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it looks like one of the best deals for Epic was For Honor, fifty three cents a user. Another surprising one was uh, Rhyme, you know, World of Goo. I guess some of those indie games, it's just, uh, you know, uh, not many users get it, and they don't cost so much, so the math is kind of funny. How would anyway, you guys feel yeah, about I, I, uh, being paid a few million to make Broken Campfire podcast exclusive to Epic? I'd do it in a second. Uh, I'd sell uh, out. I'm the first one to sell out. I'll take $5. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would not take that much, but absolutely. I mean, 100%. That, that's just silly. The stupid question. As long as I'm taken care of, I'll be fine. So not just Epic stuff coming out. Not just Epic stuff coming out. I've lost my integrity years uh, ago. The Mm, Epic versus Apple lawsuit, by like necessity, is starting to pull in a bunch of different third parties from all over the industry. Uh, And you have these publishers all over the industry who's flooding this judge with requests to redact stuff. Um, I don't have a full account of everything that's been leaked, but... um, you know, things like uh, Nintendo had a 20-page document, almost mostly redacted, and that's where we got the anti-social influence clause, where they don't want anything on their platform that uh, sponsors the Yakuza. <laughs> I, I, I didn't read fully into it, but I read like an analysis that it, it actually goes like surprisingly into detail about the Yakuza, talking about captains and that kind of thing. That's funny. Um, so you never get Kirin Smash? Never and never ever sad. You'll just get another sword fighter. Quit asking. You'll get Goku first. No, no, they won't. One of the biggest uh, drops that came from this, uh, these documents, all these companies are trying to redact is information on why Sony uh, took so long to agree to crossplay. And you and you guys should definitely look at this because you can see like. You know, emails between executives um, talking about it. So you really see inside the making of the sausage. But the the gist is that, like, Sony just, uh, they said, they told the public at the time those safety concerns where they just did not have any idea how that, or they, they were afraid that this would lose them money. They just really felt like they would lose money on this. And that was really the bottom line to the point where they put in, like, a, you know, this uh, fucking backboneless, spineless uh, revenue share system where if their algorithm said that in a given month adding crossplay hurt their bottom line, the publisher of the game that had crossplay owed them money. That's such <laughs> That's so uh, shitty. I quote, well, if the proportion of well, PSN well, revenue share divided by PS4 gameplay share for a title is less than 0.85 in any given month, the partner will pay SIE a royalty to offset the reduction in revenue. That's so crazy. Hey, what's my call? I was just uh today I was looking at um the Power Rangers game, uh Marvel's Capcom Fighter, and they had the cross fighting play. one? Yeah, the crossplay. Except 
for PlayStation. That's wild. Another document that came out of this was some more sausage making as Epic, uh, Epic's attempts to get um, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft first-party games under the store. So the Sony, they extended a 200 million MG Plus. I don't know what that means, but I assume that just basically means a 200 million dollar offer for four to six tiles, titles, and they're waiting feedback. Uh, for Microsoft, they said they're opening conversation, but. Like, the gist is, from Epic's perspective is that Microsoft feels like Game Pass is a competitor, and also they're maybe talking to Valve about something. Hmm. Uh, and, and for Nintendo, um, it just the notes just say, not started. Uh, Epic sees that as a moonshot onto itself. What does that hmm. mean? Well, a moonshot? Well, that, that basically just means that, like, Epic has no reason to think that Nintendo would ever allow that, but they still right. <clears throat> want to try gotcha. try for an angle. Which makes sense. I mean, Nintendo games just don't show up on non-Nintendo platforms. That's just a rule. I mean, listen, dude, that'll be cool if I can get Nintendo games. On the Microsoft computer. and Valve, huh? Yeah, well, it says uh, Phil. It said something about Phil and Gabe talk. Phil's meeting with Gabe at Valve occasionally. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, well, uh, there was yeah, something recently where. What's that? What uh, that? So, sorry, John. I, I w- I'm going to lose it if I don't say it. But oh, yeah, you we can just you... respond to what you just said. Um, something recently, there was a video I saw even just this week where somebody asked Gabe about Steam on consoles, and Gabe said something like, "We'll have something to share about Steam on consoles by the end of the year." Oh, wasn't oh. that um out of school? He was uh presenting it yeah it was something? something like that okay yeah yeah i, I was, only uh, saw like, that, like 20 literally seconds kind of high school it. <laughs> it school he was standing outside yeah like, and he just well he was <laughs> sort of well, first off he was he was just, sit, I, he was I, sitting I, comfortably well, in the right, auditorium sorry i just connected I those two dots I, I think i think those are probably related now that i think about it um very but, interesting dude I'm but i would say totally i'm kind of i'm kind of excited for e3 just in the same way I'm always excited for like a fun, yes, laugh at stream. I think friends. the C3 is going to be a, good. an event. You know, it'll be good pod content. There'll be a lot yeah, of stuff. Well, to talk I just about. mean like, yeah, I feel like this is the. I mean, the consoles have been out. This is you know, last year didn't really count because I mean, you know, things were still in the works. They weren't out yet. This is like the first year that everything's really out. You know, there's a lot of a lot of big acquisitions have been made. You know, we're going to see stuff from or maybe from Bethesda and Microsoft. Uh, and maybe we'll even see yeah. something from Steam yeah. and Microsoft. I just yeah, got feel like we're like, on the uh, cusp of like a landscape change for gaming. Everyone's got their own store. Uh, the advent of like crossplay gaming and freaking Microsoft trying to have their games everywhere and working on the PC. It's I interesting. Just, it's an interesting time to be alive. I just really it's don't interesting want because the PC landscape to turn into more of a segregated, you know. Yeah. Walled I, I, approach. I kind of, I kind of feel like it will though, because I think, I think more companies are starting to view things less from an angle of hardware exclusivity, and more from an angle of like creating their own little island in software. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like creating, like creating a software platform, and not necessarily just a hardware platform. Yeah, I don't want to happen to video games. What's been happening with um, television subscription? platforms 
every single yeah. we used yeah. to have you used to buy a satellite or dish you have all your channels now you have to pay separately for every single channel you know i yeah i feel like there is a reckoning that that'll come eventually with like digital games and stuff like that i mean uh i, I like steam don't get me wrong and like I, I prefer to buy stuff on steam if i'm going to buy digital content but uh you know there is that open question like if steam doesn't want to host anymore like my I, I, i'm just fucked you know like yes the game that's just the way the games work you know there and i think uh, there's a lot of open questions like that about digital games like ownership and the difference between the subscription and owning a thing and like what rights do you have because you own the thing to that digital content you know what i mean yeah it's a convenience factor that we've just sort of taken for granted that you know Man, how really fucking crazy will it be if the Steam store were to go down and just we're done? You already run into <sighs> stuff like like apocalyptic. You know, um, I, I think Steam's gotten better about this, but it used to be if my internet cut out and I hadn't already enabled offline mode while I was logged in because I had two factor authentication, I couldn't log in, so I just couldn't play my game until I didn't have internet. That's funny. Oh, I should go. All right, let's get to better news. Yeah, let's get to good shit. Uh, good news. We have now confirmed. Well, I think we've talked about uh, speculation. Uh, Yakuza, the mainline games, will remain turn-based going forward, and uh, Judgment will be an action series with uh, the new game Lost Judgment, uh, recently announced, uh, with uh, at least a timed exclusivity at least on consoles. And however. This is, I believe, the first time is getting a global launch. Uh, normally, these games came out in Japan, and then like a year, sometimes, I don't know. Even Run a year and a half. Then, yeah, then they would come out in the uh, U.S. Mm. Well, this is That's awesome. everywhere in September, so I am excited. That is cool. Uh, I Well, actually, I, well, hold on. Actually, I may be a little bit less excited, because I... Don't know if it was confirmed to come out for the PS4, and I don't own a PS5. I think it's PS5. I think it's only oh, PS5. I really like Judgment, but as I said before, I'm not buying a PS5 for anything. Except for Dude, War, so sure. I, have to I just want right. Judgment to come to the PC so I can play it. I, I'm sure it will. I mean, every other Yakuza game has made its way on there. Like, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, if you look at the, if you try to read between the lines, like the crossplay thing with Sony. And, like, basically, I think another clause in there was that the company couldn't do anything that would could perceivably hurt Sony's bottom line. And Sony might very well have a clause in these contracts that say that, like, you cannot even talk about the existence of a PC port or the development of it during our timed exclusivity window. I believe I, I would not be surprised if sure. that's a thing. God, so people won't even it, try it, and hold out. I mean, because, like, use your brain for two seconds. Like, it, it, it just doesn't make sense, the signaling they're giving out, where, like, over the last year, they've literally ported like six Yakuza games, or f four or five Yakuza games to the PC. Um, they launched uh, Like a Dragon simultaneously on the PC. You know what I mean? Like these yeah, games and are even all if you're looking happen. at Sony stuff, you know you have uh, Event Horizon or whatever the bullshit's called, and Days Gone, Rising Zero you know. Dawn, right. yeah, Rising Zero Dawn. Dawn. You know, yeah, Days even, even on days. both sides. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's only a matter of time. What's Judgment locked to right now? Which console? Uh, Only the PS4. PS4. I mean, I can play it. I just uh, would I rather... Sick. I played it. It was good. It was great. Uh, actually, it was good. 
I am excited All for right. a new one. Uh, Just give me the next Yakuza game already. Let's let's go. I should say Flask and Greg. I think you guys know Hi. this next story better than I do about Toys for Bob. If you, one of you guys want to talk about it. Oh, because uh, I, I didn't add this one. Yeah. Um. Toys for Bob uh, had some stuff in the people were talking about might have suffered layoffs there was some word from like a former contractor or something i don't know if they were a full-time employee but that they said like everyone they'd worked with had been laid off by this point they said they sort of said it offhand um but then there was some pushback on that whether that was like true toys for bob like you know did they really actually suffer layoffs or did they all the you know like a bunch of contracts just run out or something um, but whatever the case, they are now a, one of the studios supporting Call of Duty Warzone, um, which a bunch of studios are at Activision right now. Um, and I should say on this terminology, uh, uh, I work in an industry that does that has that some very shitty companies, not mine, fortunately, will instead of ever hiring you to a full time position, just hire you on six month contracts. Um, and the expectation is that the contract is going to just just going to be renewed every six months. Mm-hmm. So the 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 terminology in those people use is laid off if a contract isn't removed or isn't renewed because right. you but, know if you've been so working on six month that. contracts, for, right? If you've been working on six month contracts for two years, two and a half, three years on this game, it's basically you're like still you're supporting employed. the game, right? You're effectively employed. Yes, good point. Uh, Sorry, go on. And they, you know, it's also said that uh, Toys for Bob will continue to su- to support Crash Four, but since Crash Four is a released game, it's like, okay, <laughs> uh, but it seems like they won't be working on more uh, titles like that. They're just like in the mines now in Activision, <laughs> the yep. Activision mines, COD mines. Um. Yeah, I mean, it I, makes sense, man. I mean, it, it sucks, but it makes sense. Like, Ac- Activision is still run by Bobby Kotick. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's the same same guy who 10 years ago, that I'm sure that, that I'm sure that he was physically told he cannot talk to the games media anymore because he was saying stuff like he sees his job as taking the fun out of video games, literal quote, and <laughs> he's not interested in, pro- in properties that he can't iterate on every year, literal quote. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, uh, it's a business. Like and they're that, one of the and worst. And, that, and, that, <laughs> and that's his job is to think about it like a business. And you're right. They don't like, especially the last few years, they, they have not been doing well. So they're just concentrating their power on what works. But as people repeatedly point out on the internet, like they're one of the worst in terms of morality or ethicality or whatever, but they're sure. extremely successful and like he's at the helm. So, you know, he earns his keep essentially. Because the company yeah. is successful. So it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Financially, he's doing the right thing, I guess, for the industry. But uh, in every other sense, they're one of the worst in the industry. He's playing yeah. the game that he's supposed to play. Yes. So it's just, uh, it's just shitty. I don't know if there's been any other updates to that uh, story, but that's the last I heard of it. Is that yeah. Toys for Bob is now in the COD mines, uh, and <laughs> um, 
you know, because Crash 4 did not do super well, right? I don't did think it, it did. I thought it was, I, I thought it was did all right. I didn't I, play in, it. In terms of sales, I don't, I don't think it <laughs> did very well. I'm, I'm not familiar. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Uh, it made almost 700,000 in one week. Uh, that sounds kind of low. That is that not low good? For a video game. I don't. I mean, for I, like I, a for like an Activision made game or Activision published game, I bet seven hundred thousand the first week is not a good. See number. how much Call of Duty sold in the first week. You guys can keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll... Uh, Flask, I think you also know this next one better than me. Art Station oh. was purchased by Epic Games, but I don't know what Art Station is. I'll admit. Yeah, so Art Station is like. Uh, deviant art for professionals, like professional artists. Oh, okay. um, essentially, just a place for professionals in the industry, in any art form, to uh, visual art form, uh, 2D or 3D, to uh, post their work. Uh, you know, different levels of professionalism from like people who are still basically hobbyists to people who are working in the top tier studios out there. Um, mm-hmm. So ArtStation is just like a really cool place. It's, yeah, as I said, basically like DeviantArt for professionals. So pretty much everything you're going to find on there is some degree of good. Um, and it's a great place for people to uh, kind of shop around and, and get involved, make connections, maybe get some work. Um, so that it has that going for it. But it was uh, the site was purchased by Epic Games. Um and boom, not boom, boom. not just not just it's on Epic now, like as a front, but no, like this, this site was purchased by them. Um, so I believe the uh, in the statement they try to say that they're going to be an independently branded platform owned by Epic Games. Yeah, but uh, uh, I wonder. The fear is there that <laughs> things will change. You know, um, uh, you know what's funny? Uh, my company is literally going through. The exact same thing, literally oh, yeah. right now, uh, where tomorrow uh, a deal is closing. Like it's literally tomorrow, deal's going to close on uh, uh, my company being acquired by another company, in which we've been promised to be remained as an independently branded entity. But of course, there's uh, uh, you fear of what what's coming next. Damn, because you never know. You never know what people are actually going to do, no matter what they say. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, as a, uh, I'm not a participant in this. I'm not an artist, but I enjoy the site as a viewer of such things. And I just, you know, I'm looking at it now. It's there's a lot of uh, nice art. Yeah, there is sure. There yeah. sure. I is, think the cool rather. stuff is like what I posted, where it's like, this is somebody who worked on a game. Yes. Like, for instance, this these it, it takes two these artists who are posting their work. And kind of showing a little behind the scenes and say, hey, remember, you know, I actually designed this this piece in this game that you like. Right. Absolutely. Tons of concept art, tons of assets yeah, from the game. Cool ass concept good art. Stuff. That's cool. Uh, uh, just looking at the It Takes Two content that video posted. Cool. So just it's always like, okay, it's in the it's in a good place, a fine place right now. So like, oh, it's acquired by Epic. Who knows, right? Anyway. Right. That's all there is to it right well, now. Well, I mean, there's there's two sides of that coin, and you know we talked about it a little bit with Discord. We're maybe seeing the other mm-hmm. side with Discord, where Discord does not uh, does not seem like it's going to be acquired by a big company. Instead, it's going to try to go um, public. But I'm sure ArtStation's in the same boat. Discord doesn't make money as yeah. it is. So how do you 
how do you uh, justify your investment to the investors? You know, what changes do you have to make to make Discord a profitable platform? I don't know, but we're going to find out, you know. So hopefully, uh, oh yeah, we always see the hands-off approach as much as possible. <sighs> but who knows? Uh, Konami is backed out of E3 2021, citing timing claims they're deep in development on a number of key projects. So, what what would we have wanted from Konami anyway? I, I can't. Nothing. Konami. I don't want nothing. shit from Konami. <laughs> Fuck I, I, Konami. I <laughs> what do they even do anymore? Like. I would say realistically, pachinko uh, putzes. I was gonna say they do pachinko. They just released um a Fatal Frame pachinko game actually. Oh boy! <laughs> I think it was oh a few boy. days ago it came out. I feel so, like they could have yeah. just not made a statement, not been there, and like nobody would have. Nobody would have given nope. a shit. And they could try a new yeah. Silent Hill. No, they could uh make another Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, the Metal Gear Survive. They can either make another Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, New Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, new it's like making a, you care about in the least. Uh, making a claim like this when nobody expects anything of you because you've disappointed everyone so thoroughly over the last yeah, many years is like, why? <laughs> Who cares? Maybe this is like the start of their redemption. They're gonna By the way, we're not going to be at E3 this year. Just, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> if you were expecting us. Waiting for us. On the I, want, like, I want like somebody to get on like the Sega... Twitter and just be like, oh, hey guys, we're not going to be out of E3 either this year, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be a pretty big bummer, dude. <laughs> That's great. Uh, this one I love. It's a funny bit of irony in, in the midst of all this shitty news, but Google Stadia finally introduces a search bar. First off, kind of funny it didn't have one at launch. Yeah. But apparently it doesn't It doesn't really work. Did they <laughs> yeah. know that they like invented the search bar? Right? I, I don't think they yeah, heard. Absolute myth. Uh, like, you I can can't look believe at this news story. I'm looking at a news story on fanby.com, but um, you can see this person trying to search for Destiny 2. Uh, and <laughs> essentially, if they type in Destiny, they get a bunch of foreign language results. But if they type in Destin without, like, the Y, they get everything they need. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you should just Google Does it. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, who for a point? Anyway. You know, I honestly think I fall. Who's still using Google Stadia? I guess I guess people paid to write about it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and the the dedicated like core, uh, deluded the core people. Google boys. Yeah, the core the core Google deluders. I I guess I'm confused that it's even still a thing because didn't Google basically just like. Announced the end of life of it, or yeah, I thought like, they did. Pull, pull the plug on. They, I don't know that they announced they the end of life, stop but developing games. Yeah, I think oh, it was they, like they're going to make it. They had four developing games. I see. Done. I see. So yes, so they're going to keep trying to do the platform thing, but they're not going to do the make their own games thing. Yes, I as of right now, it's still active. It's time. just <laughs> right. What John said. Uh, oh yeah, speaking of the Discord thing. um Sony has invested a minority stake in Discord with a PS5 integration coming next year. That comes directly from Sony, so that's uh, you know, as bonafide as it gets. Um, that's cool, I guess. I mean, it doesn't really affect us very much, but I'm sure that there's a group of people who don't have such a good PC, PlayStation solution figured out, kind of like we do. Um, I guess it is kind of cool that maybe you guys 
could have more convenient setups where you could be in your PlayStation and in our Discord at the same time instead of having to have your PlayStation to your PC or whatever you guys do. Can this help you out, Vito? I don't have a... Now I gotta buy a PlayStation mic. No, you can uh, maybe plug yeah. in yours. Don't they have a normal... I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, there's a wire that comes to mind. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad they're not just buying them out. This was nice news after hearing that Microsoft might be buying Discord yeah. out. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Yeah, having Discord <laughs> is just yeah. like a, a, a an industry, an independent industry party just like for these systems would be nice. So just like, that's cool as long as they don't get too tangled up and, you know, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I would love to see Nintendo Discord integration. Oh, yeah. That solve all I think Nintendo problems, needs it more than anybody. From at the same time, I don't think Nintendo could. Like, with the type of content that yeah. Discord allows that Nintendo oh. wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going to be able to They're, get on our, our Yakuza theme Discord on Nintendo. Exactly. I mean, there's literally cosplay as, uh, where we all roleplay as Yakuza members. Mm-hmm. There's literally porn servers on Discord and, like, Rules of the internet say there's actually probably more porn servers than anything else on Discord, so you know. That's crazy. What? Yeah, but I know you're joking, but that sounds like a pretty cool idea. And <laughs> 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 uh, uh, other Sony news Sony uh, has, been, has been sued over limiting purchases of digital games to the PlayStation Store. Now, I guess this is something I didn't really notice. Um, like uh, it didn't really come to mind, but there has been a couple times I've gone to Amazon to look for a Sony game, and the the only people who sell codes are Sony. Um, so I think uh, the idea is that it creates a monopoly, um, which allows them to charge. Well, the quote here, well, let me just quote it. Yeah, Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super comp- super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than the physical counterparts sold in the competitive retail market. And significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. I think the idea is that, like, you know, the used game market, GameStop, Amazon, whatever, drives the price of physical games down. But that same uh, price driving doesn't happen for digital games, even though it's, you know, it's literally not like a physical piece of of content that was mm. produced in a factory. So uh, there's an in, there's a dis there's a dissonance there, and I think it's a fair argument. Um, Me too. But I, I, but at least I would want it to be, you know, because I want <laughs> I, I want uh, prices to be fair. But yeah, competitive pricing is good for us. I mean, I think it's fair for the world. For sure. And no comment on that. What do you mean? Uh, we uh, you, you're okay with their monopoly veto? No comment. No, no, no. Oh, God, Vito's being paid off by Sony, isn't he? I know it. And there was a <laughs> big influence. shakeup. There was a big shakeup uh, in the video game podcast world when uh, at the Giant Bombcast, when two of its founders and one of its uh, members who've been there for ten years announced their departure, which uh, kind of halved them almost. Uh, so that was that was really interesting. Um, they've been kind of talking here and there about. You know what it means to be a video game site in 2021, and uh, how to develop towards the future. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, seem to rebrand. Um, it effectively is like going to be 
it already is kind of a different site, even just by losing those people. Uh, I'm a big fan of Giant Bomb. I think it's probably the second best video game podcast out there, right behind right. ours. Right, right. Uh, I definitely think people should check it out. Um, I imagine if you listen to our podcast, you're probably a fan of the Bombcast, but um, yeah, that kind of sucks because I, I really like those guys. Uh, I've listened to their commentary for years, but you know, <laughs> How are they? It, uh, it's a long ass time to be in one job. Who stays in one job for for over a decade anymore? You know what I mean? Right. I'm not as familiar. Are they just like like, hey, we got enough money, we're gonna just kind of go retire and be with their families, or are they going off to do their separate things? Yeah, I was gonna ask. The you know, exactly we that. Uh, we really don't know why they're leaving. Or what they're okay. doing next. Um, what best best we know is that like basically about a they about a month heads up that all three of them are going to be leaving, and yeah. So I I don't know what that means. Uh, I okay. think it's unlikely that all three of them feel like they're set at the same time. Um, I imagine we'll hear more about that in the future, but I don't know. It, it's interesting. They might have just felt like you know the site needed to change to do something else and maybe they didn't feel like uh it was best for them to stay for that maybe they felt like it was time for them to move on you know right well it was nice to talk about this but uh i am going to cut this segment out because we can't be talking about competitors yeah i'm also going to edit get wrecked (laughs) yeah i guess while we're adding stuff i'll add um in 10 years when we're as big as you and all of us are still here because we're the greatest friends that no bond could ever destroy. Solid. We'll look upon them and step on their graves. Yeah. Oh, wait, I graves? can't wait. Yeah. You can be, well, At you know, some meta, point you know. between now and when we blow up, Flash is going to come back Metaphoric and all that out. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Uh, yeah, so mark my words. Um, I guess kind of on a similar note, because uh, I wonder if some of this is like, you know, the way the market works nowadays, you, you're you kind of stuck to pay your rat unless you do something different. Uh, that kind of came up because of uh, this Axios story. A lot of game developers on Twitter have been talking about their salary, just posting, hey, for four years I worked at uh, Ubisoft and I made $65,000 in the Bay Area, which is, you know, if you know the Bay Area, that's that's not really much at all. Hmm. And the and the general trend seems to be that they got very small, if any, raises at the at their current company, and they really jumped up in salary when they left after a couple of years. I mean, uh, in salary at a different company. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the person to give advice on uh, the corporate ladder, but I mean that's what they say, right? Don't be loyal to a company anymore. That's just some bullshit they fed you, your grandpa. You know, yep. every few years yep. you should be looking and moving. That is what they say, yeah. Duck and weave. Yeah, Bob and weave start punching through there. And then just leave. Uh, yeah. Last story was added by well, Charlie. Police. Uh, which is funny because I, I have no idea why Charlie thought he could survive this long. But uh, <laughs> That's right, I'm excited about this. I didn't know about this and I just read it a few moments yeah, ago. Yeah, this is cool. But yeah, a new Dragon Quest is going to be announced later this month. Um, I have not played any of the Dragon Quest. Un- except this latest one was 11. The last one, yeah. 11. Yeah, I played it in like 2019 uh, and I thought it was great. 
I, I enjoyed it very much. I have not gone back and played the other ones, and I don't plan to. But I just don't want to. But uh, when a new one comes out, I will be excited. I hope it's not, and I got nothing against it, there might be fun games. I hope it is a mainline game and not like Dragon Quest Builders, Subnautica, Subarctic. You're a loser, bro. What I'm not loser. saying they're not good. I'm just saying <laughs> I, want a loser. <laughs> I want a main series RPG. I don't want to build stuff. All right. I want to say, I hope it's a Builders game because that's the only oh. one I've played of Dragon Quest. But also, if it is a main one, I do plan on getting the main one because I wanted to play 11, but I just haven't gotten around to playing yet. And this will give me a reason to play it. The Deluxe Edition or whatever, the Ultimate Edition, I think Charlie said that's even better. It's such a crazy game. Like, like uh, you know, I don't play many uh, JRPGs. Like, you know, I play a few of the Final Fantasies here and there and play Nino Kuni. But, like, uh, a oh. game that I... I'm going to look really quick. That I, I easily put, like, 100 hours in or close to it. Uh, you know, and then you... And I, I, you know, I guess a lot of these games... Yeah, 90 hours, right? I beat the main quest. But then, after you beat it, there's like, hey, dude, there's like this uh, extra stuff you can do if you want to beat the super boss. And, you know, we already gave you a cool conclusion. You don't have to. But if you want to, it's like an extra 50 hours. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's too many. <laughs> uh, I did not do that. It was too much for me. I was burnt out by the time I beat it. Uh, and I thought about going back to the deluxe edition, but I just haven't. But, I don't know. It's, it's just so much goddamn game. Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm getting a report in from the field. Yep. Seems like. Okay, yeah. Seth Rogen says he doesn't plan to work with James Franco again. Uh, yeah. Sorry, that just crossed no. my desk right now. That's no. a big one. Um, I'll just say, I, I mean, yeah. So, so, uh, basically, I guess there was these uh, these uh sexual misconduct allegations uh for Franco, which I, I didn't know about, but apparently that that's the thing. Apparently, it, it happened a lot. And uh, Rogan has just said in an interview that he plans to no uh no longer work with Franco. Um, as the you know, as somebody who's very close to Franco and hangs out with him very often, uh, I'll just <laughs> say that Franco said that's okay. I also had no plans to work with Rogan anyway, so that's fine. Um, and now I just want to announce on the podcast that I also, I have no plans to work with Franco going forward as well. I was going to ask. Cool with that stuff. Vito, for the last time, it, it was Frito, not Franco. James Frito. Frito. <laughs> Frito. Uh, I mean, I don't care about this at all. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of serious. He was, uh, accused of these, uh. These heinous crimes, terrible things. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we we don't care because we're just we're not. I mean, we care. We're not like we're a video game podcast. fans or or Rogan. This is an inside joke, everybody. Audience, ah, you just got let in on yeah, inside jokes. Out, part out. <laughs> <laughs> this out. Don't even bring this. Don't even, cut everything after. Yeah, uh, hey everyone, show. good night. Just have that. So we're done. long to go. the freaks and the geeks. Thanks, yeah. Vito. I didn't thanks watch for, that. Thanks for this. Yeah, that'll be the that'll be a good break bit. Um. <laughs> Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Be sure to rate us on iTunes. Really appreciate that. Send us some feedback at the email. The email is everybody at the same time. Three, two, one, go. Brokencampfire.gmail.com. Angel Brokencampfire.gmail.com. Nice. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us and check out your feed soon for our Resident Evil 8 discussion as well. 
Oh, dude, goodbye, 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 goodbye. I got a lot of thumbs throw around about that game, all right? Oh, my God. I got so many thumbs so far up my ass. <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. End on what? that. Right more, there. More Boom. later about that. End it. End hey, it. And uh, in honor of Vinny Caravella no longer podcasting anymore from Giant Bomb, I just want to say, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. You can't steal that. Can he can't just steal that and then use that on our podcast? It's clearly That's... a fucking homage, though. I said the name. I said it's, what I was Yeah, doing. it's protected under the yeah. homage clause. No, podcast. You can't do that, bro. Yeah, homage run. Hey, if well, you're right. if you are a fan of that podcast, you'll appreciate that. Dancing with some litigation. I don't want to. So I know it doesn't do count because it's Call of Duty, but I did look up Modern Warfare. Uh, I guess the rematch or whatever, 2019. First three mm. days, made over six hundred million. That's so stupid. <laughs> wow. Why? Why do you? Why, what did a shit crash game make? Seven hundred bucks. Six hundred million. I, love, I like, love Call of Duty. 